Hey, Patriots fans, if you want to see Toyota's best offers, including those not seen on TV, go to buyatoyota.com. It's Toyota's official website for deals from the official vehicle of the New England Patriots. Toyota, let's go Patriot places. Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. Paul dancing on the table was crazy. Yeah, he, tried. I mean, he just got up and started working it. The shirt yeah. off, the nipple clamps. It was great. <laughs> yeah. And, and Paul goes back yeah. to his high school. Oh, Ever in high school, the statue. Oh, it's yeah. like they carry him in like Cleopatra. <laughs> He's back. He's back. Yeah. Who? The left gorilla. Remember him? No. <laughs> no. He's in the BU Baseball Hall of Fame. It is. He really is. <laughs> I don't know why you guys have to make fun of it. It's a fact. Where I arrived was like, you know, is it realistic? But you don't want to spread mayo too thin. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just keep mayo on the side for the second and talk about. He's the best. <laughs> he workshops him in it. I'm like, Paul, how did you remember the first Pittsburgh Cleveland game? That's just stuck in my head right now. It was a Sunday night game. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like the first one. I'm like, yeah, it, you go to bed after the first series. How do you remember? Me, I don't know stuff. <laughs> And just for the record, she like if she ran to me, it, it would give me the ick instantly. <laughs> but like, yeah. like be an adult. This is Patriots Unfiltered. Presented by Toyota's official website for deals, buyatoyota.com. All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It is Tuesday here at Gillette Stadium, and it's the week after the bye. So we had a chance to watch the NFL without having to worry about the Patriots. So maybe today's a good day to catch up on Every, excuse me, everything else that's <laughs> going on with the league, uh, as well as getting, of course, ready for the Giants. Um, the big topic there is who's going to be the quarterback, and the answer is everybody's got to be ready. Everybody's got to be ready. And and it's Tuesday. Uh, you know, we'll see. Well, it's kind of it's actually Wednesday. Right. Well, okay, but like the f- the first practice for the upcoming team is about to happen. Also, yeah. I think. Sure, it's Tuesday, and, you know, there's still time, but, like, I just want the same energy as the Jets. Like, they literally made their quarterback change. They announced it. It's wide and open. There's no confusion. Like, why not just let it be out there? Like, why play the guessing game? Because well, what then if the Giants can prepare for what quarterback oh it's going to be. They're all the same. lose that well, advantage. No, but what, what, <laughs> if, what if, honestly, Bill hasn't Good made a decision night. yet? What if he hasn't? I don't think he has. Yeah, I don't either. I don't think he has made a decision. I do. You do? Yeah. And what do you think it's going to be? Oh, I don't know what it is. Okay. But I think he knows. I think the team knows. Well, see, maybe it's not as clear-cut as the Jets. I think it's clear-cut with the Jets. Well, I think it's exactly the same. For here? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's as clear-cut. He just took him out with the game on the line. And I think he regrets that that decision. I don't. I I don't think so either. I think it was the wrong decision. The more I've thought about it, I think it was the wrong decision. Don't you just think they must really hate Bailey Zappi? Like, I, that's like, I, I like, it just seems like Mac is like Jason Voorhees. He just keeps coming back right now, no matter what he kind of does. Like, I just, I thought that that interception, I mean, you're probably right. Like, maybe just let him finish it out one series. But, like, what's, wh- how can you, how can you go back to him now? Like, like, and I, how I, much do you hate Bailey Zappi? Like I said last week, you look at him after that interception, you say, hey, chin up, look at me. You're going to get the ball back. We're going to have a chance to win this game. Let's talk about how you're going to do it. And and see his response. Give him that last chance. They, they haven't given and him then, any type of encouragement. And then if he does it again, now it's a clear thing. Okay. But what if he yeah. said that to him after he threw the, the 
should have been interception to Hunter Henry. Yeah. Chin up. We'll get him on the next one. Blah, 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 you know. Maybe. What if he had already yeah. said that to him? He might have. I don't know. May, and maybe that's why they pulled him. But from what I know, I, I, don't, I think it was the wrong decision. Yeah, I just don't think it has anything to do with Mac. Really, it's like it's just like Zappi had any kind of competence, they probably would have already given him. I think the so chance. too. It's, it's, I it's, think I think it's they know it's not going to be any better. Let's stick it. Let's ride it out with this kid. Yeah, you know. And then that's why a lot of people out there are doing the. Let's put Will Greer in. We don't know what he's like. He hasn't spurned <laughs> us yet. He hasn't gone out there and been booed by us yet. Let's like, give him a chance to be booed. You know, like what 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 really does anyone know about Will Greer or Malik Cunningham for that matter? So. I don't know. I'm getting I mean, worried it's going to be Mac still. I don't knock that idea of seeing Will Greer because, I mean, honestly, when I heard Tommy DeVito was going in, I'm like, oh, that's going to be a nightmare. Like, their third string, who you have no intention of playing, and comes out and wins last week. I'm not saying he's going to do it again this well, Sunday, but, like, it It took six turnovers that. by the commanders <laughs> for him to win but the game. He did. He got it done. Yeah. No, I mean, and, and like, I mean, to your point, though, Tamara, too, it's like Will Greer – He's not, he hasn't been here very long, but he's been in the league. I mean, yeah. at least, you know, Tommy DeVito's a rookie. He's had no experience prior to that. So I would at least hope even Will Greer coming into this situation later well, would have a little bit more posi- po- possibility I, than I, I think, a rookie. I think the correlation there between the G- Patriots and Giants is more apt than the Jets in the Patriots. Well, the Giants, I mean, their quarterbacks the, are hurt. The Jets though. conceivably yeah. could still back their way into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, they're still trying to get, like, what can we do to scratch mm-hmm. out these wins? doesn't matter with the Patriots and the Giants. Well, do you yeah. feel like the Jets did it too late, though? I mean, it doesn't seem like oh, you yeah. really learned anything maybe. about Zach Wilson. This should have like, happened in week three. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's tough. Tough to manage. Tough to figure out. Anyway, it's Deuce. It's Tamara. It's Evan. It's Paul. It's me. It's Matt in the booth. We'll be here for two hours talking Patriots. 855-PATS-500 is the ace ticket hotline. Web radio at Patriots.com is the email address. Yes, yeah, so there's a lot of quarterback strife going on in the league. Lots of teams having issues at that position. Yeah, there's not a lot of great great play, a lot of backups getting chances. and Too many injuries. Yeah. A lot of injuries. Yeah, like a lot of injuries. Burrow and Watson being out Ugh. for the year is wild. Yeah, it stinks. Yeah. Well, you know? Watson, yeah. karma. <laughs> I, well, with Burrow, it couldn't happen to a worse team. Yeah. Uh, I feel for him because mm-hmm. I like Burrow. He's being wasted mm-hmm. on the Bengals, but – I'm happy that it happened to the Cincinnati Bengals. How quick can they tank and get him like another top ten weapon? Like that's what, you know is what's going to happen. It feels right. like he goes well, out. They're just it. not going to re-sign T. Higgins and then just draft Marvin Harrison right, Jr. Right, right. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just like just, clockwork. Yeah, it, I. I, I do think that some of you know Tom Brady went on uh, with Stephen A and was talking about the quality of play I and how terrible that. it is. Yeah. I don't know. It's a little bit of like old man get oh, off my lawn. A hundred percent. And it's like I, it, the quarterback play now is definitely more volatile than it's been in recent years. There's more great plays and then there's more turnovers, and that's that's a fact. But some of the plays individually that guys are making at the quarterback position is are absurd throws that yeah. guys were not making 20 years ago. Well, on your show, Paul, they had a little discussion about this yesterday about, you know, um, why isn't the quarterback play in the NFL better? You know, um, and, you know, the argument was, well, in college, you know, they look know, better because they're playing, are currently you know, on injury reserve. I don't know, because, you know, they're playing against lesser quality people. The game, the speed of the game is less and, and all that. And Felger was like, well, no, I mean, there's plenty of Great players that come out of college and all the other positions were able to fill all those positions. But Tony then made the point: well, there's only one quarterback really per team and per you know that's in college. You know, so yeah. it's a little bit different to compare 
you know, cornerbacks to quarterback because there's more cornerbacks, you know, uh, to, to choose from every year. But, I, you know, it's it's I, I'm not sure the problem is. I don't think you know, it's as deep. I mean, I know statistically there's been a drop off. I do think this has been a little bit of a resurgence defensively around the league. I think there are a handful of teams that have good to, you know, really good records that are led by a dominant defense, Cleveland sort of being at the top of that list. Yeah. But I think it's overblown a little bit with the, the down. I, I, I agree with the way Evan just said. Like, I think there's more young quarterbacks coming into the league playing at a, a reasonably high level than we've seen in the past. It takes time. Right. These guys can't just – I think that's number one is – it's now, a hard position. But you take a top 10 quarterback, and that guy plays almost always from day one now. Yep. That didn't always used to be the case. It's because of the contracts. You know, so so those, guys, those guys come in, and they need to learn a little bit, and they play. Like I think C.J. Stroud has been really good, but he's going to make mistakes. He's, yeah. he's a young quarterback who threw three picks the other day. Like It's going to happen. You know, Bryce Young, I don't think Bryce Young is a stiff. I know that's the consensus because, I mean, after all, he's played 10 games, so you might as well close the book on him, right. Ben Volen. Uh, you know, just nice. – like, I just don't understand why you – people wouldn't look at that and say, yeah, you know, Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and then go back, you know, to, you know, the, the Mac class with but, Trevor Lawrence and right. Justin – yeah, there's young quarterbacks playing a lot of snaps right away. It's not going to look as good as – Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning. Right. It's just not. Yeah. But there's this rush now to see before that you have to make that decision for the fifth year and all that. Like, yeah. we need to know. And so they, they feel like they can't waste any time him sitting on the bench a season or two. Mm-hmm. But Bill Walsh wrote the book back then saying every quarterback should be given two years just to watch. That's I mean, not going to not going to happen anymore. You can't do that anymore. I, and that, not a big part of it, but I do think it's probably when you hear about these stats about numbers being down. I mean, I think Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers both effectively being out of the league this year. I think that that has some impact. Those are two you know MVP exactly. type quarterbacks yeah. that this year they're out of the mix. They're not contributing to those stats anymore. So a lot of factors. Yeah, yeah. And, and then I, yeah. put into the you know sorry to cut yeah. you off, Evan, but just real quick. I think you're up to seven starting quarterbacks that are currently out for the year or out for big chunks. I believe it. That's almost a third. You know, that's a lot of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. That's yep. a lot of guys. You know, to Mike's point, if Aaron Rodgers were playing every game, we wouldn't be looking at the Jets being so miserable. Right. Yeah. You know, they have no excuse with with Zach Wilson. It, it, they would have. Uh, that would be another really good team playing really good offense. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I just but that game. I, don't, last, I just think it's overblown. That That's game all. last Me night, twenty-one seventeen. You know, why? Why is Kansas City having trouble? Because you look at Mahomes guys are dropping wide open, Because right, right. they have twenty-six dropbacks. He's, he's playing well. I, yeah. I'm sorry, but you yeah. look at Mahomes and yeah. like he's still Patrick Mahomes. And even yeah. Mahomes, like you turn it over twice in the red zone, you drop another touchdown in the red zone. Even if you're Mahomes, you're only going to score 17 instead of 30. You know, mm-hmm. so so then you look at the wide receiver position, and you know, we talk about well, there are not enough good quarterbacks out there. Maybe, you know, there aren't enough really good wide receivers out there. You know, uh, like because his his receivers and uh, who was uh, Burrow had guys dropping passes when before he got hurt, and uh, who was the other quarterback on Sunday that uh, Herbert. 
Oh, like got let down oh, by his yeah. receivers. Keenan Allen of all people. Yeah. Like right that was chest. unbelievable. And Quentin, then Quentin, then Quentin Johnston drops the yeah. potential yeah. game winning touchdown. Yeah. You yeah, know? True. And that's that's making his stats look bad, but Herbert had a great game. You know? Yeah. The throw There's another Quentin one. Not, a, not according to Bowen. There's another no. one. <laughs> that Justin Herbert's not good. Oh no, he got the fourth and one pass knocked down. You didn't know? He's six Jeez. five. It's maddening. Uh, <laughs> like I'm like, do you watch the any throw, of the rest of the game? The throw that he made. How many, how many balls has Tom Brady had batted down? Like at least three a game, or you know, I'm exaggerating, but at least you know one a game. The, yeah, the throw that Justin Herbert made to Quentin Johnson that Quentin oh, Johnson sick. dropped was ridiculous. Yeah. Like yeah. moving to his left, gets off platform, sees it backside, and now, rips like a forty five yard. The whole thing dart. with Justin Herbert that I I could listen to because, yeah. you know, you start you're gone three years now. You yeah. might just have one of those things where bad things seem to happen to him. Yeah. Like, that had nothing to do with him. Yeah, I mean, that team but just like, doesn't I, know how to win. A, like, a lot of it was, was Brady Manning. I used to Fred and I used to talk about this all the time. Like, you know, Peyton Manning would go out in a playoff game and throw for 430 yards, and his idiot kicker would hook one into the, the, the bleachers. <laughs> Liquored up Like, kicker, that's right? not his fault. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. sometimes that just happens, whereas Brady would just go out there and, you know, he would <laughs> – he would just go boom, 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 and make the play when he had to. Maybe not be great the whole game, but when he had to be, it worked, and he was as clutch as anybody who's ever played, and he'd win. He, Brady always won, yeah. and Manning always seemed to lose. I would be good love to see. to see Justin Herbert with a competent coaching staff. Like, yeah. Well, they're coached well on offense, but they like in terms of like learning how to win late in games. Yeah. That that yeah. whole DNA is just they don't have it. The Chargers just don't yeah. have it. Plus, it still feels like the Chargers DNA of can't win in cold places a little bit too. Like I'm just curious <laughs> in a couple just, weeks here. Like they're just one of those teams that finds a way to do lose they have that? all the time here. No, do they have like a? They can't I don't know. Win that's cold? well. That was what I was thinking about with, they Green, drew Bay, with Green Bay. That's Record what, under you know, forty degrees. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know that they have had to it. consult it, but it just feels like that's the Chargers' general. I MO. just think the Chargers find ways to lose. Yeah, one I way or another. That. Good yeah. matchup here for him. It's a, It's just the <laughs> the quarterback thing to me. Like I think we're coming off an era with Brady and Manning and Rodgers and Bre- it's, Rivers. It's the golden yeah. era of quarterbacks. Yeah. It's the best era of quarterbacks in the history of the league. So obviously, it's not going to be as good when those st- guys start to retire. I mean, even when that was going on, like. Ben Roethlisberger was in that era too. You know, Philip yeah. Rivers was in that era Matt too. Ryan even. Matt Ryan. You know, these guys are just secondary guys that you kind of think of. Well, they, they you know they low key stunk, but right? So it's comparatively it, they were great. Yeah. But but Paul kind of mentioned it. Our defense is catching up a little. I think that there's some things that defenses are doing that are working more often uh, than what it was before. A lot of like the pressure schemes and stuff like that that they're running. I know, you know, Spags, the Kansas City defensive coordinator, got a lot of kudos from film Twitter last night for his game plan uh, against Jalen Hurts. So uh, th- there are some F- things. Film that, Twitter. Uh, are you <laughs> the leader of film Twitter? Oh, no, 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 no. no. Uh, I'm just simply Founder. I'm just simply a, a <laughs> contributor. A, he's al- and he's also a client. I, I'm just simply a member. <laughs> not, okay. not, not the, no, no. Uh, the guys that, like, actually coach football they're the leaders not not so i would say with the defense part of that freddie and um i think that ties into the inexperience at quarterback i think what teams have started to do and uh this started last year when the the points were slightly down you know a lot of the the cover two you know keeping everything in front making teams go 10 plays instead of the big plays 
and that makes it harder for a young quarterback to avoid that mistake. Yeah. He's not seen all of those things yeah. right. all the time. It's easier to do the, the dialed-up pressure that Evan's talking about once. You only have to do it once out of ten plays to knock a team off script. Got a, got a, lot, of, uh, got a lot of creepers. Yeah, and that, yeah. Keeps, yeah. that keeps the score down Same a little bit. Yeah. And I also think even when the, the offense is having success, when it's taking you eight minutes, nine minutes to score – that keeps the score down too. Yeah. So we're saying that Bill was ahead of his time with the bend but don't break defense. <laughs> Bill was ahead ahead well, of Bill was the, ahead of his time with a lot of stuff. The, yeah. the pressure packages that teams are running now are, are a lot of things that the Patriots have been doing for years. And I'll give them that. I mean, that's what makes the current situation so maddening. Yeah, for right. You know? Yeah, they started running, you know, like the zero blitz stuff where teams now are they're putting six seven guys up at the line of scrimmage and then nine times out of ten they drop out of it and they and they fall into coverage but that one time that they bring the house it's the one time you're not expecting them to bring the house and then that causes chaos and uh, the patriots have been doing that since 18 like 17 18 somewhere around there so uh, per usual, on that side of the ball, they're still just a trailblazer. I, I think what I'm I'm interested in is is what kind of dynamic is this going to set up down the road? Because we mentioned all these top notch quarterbacks, like you know Brady owned the AFC East for a long time, and as a result, the other teams were always kind of in a state of looking for a coach, looking for a quarterback. It keeps kind of turning over. You don't really have those same power structures in a lot of these divisions now anymore. You know, like the AFC South. Like you know, there's not really a top dog who's going to own every. You know, Peyton Manning own the AFC South. I mean, Phillip Rivers probably largely owned the AFC, but, you know, there aren't that anymore. So what's going to happen with these quarterbacks like Sam Howell or, you know, quarterbacks who are okay? I mean, maybe that's a bad example because you feel like the Eagles are, are going to kind of own things. But, you know, for teams like in the AFC East where it's kind of up and down right now, Josh Allen's good but not, like, going to dominate everybody. Two is really good. Oh. You know, it's tough for the Patriots, but just – What's going to be the end result? Are we going to have a lot of teams looking for quarterbacks, or are we going to have a lot of teams with just solid quarterbacks that you know aren't trying to enter that mix every single year, trying to turn things over? We'll be more allowing for teams to develop quarterbacks because you're not there. There isn't right. this huge divide. There's not that pressure. Yeah, that you know all the other AFC East teams felt Miami. Jets. You're constantly chasing yeah. it, you know. And I don't. Well, I, mean, I think that that word that you use is development, and I, I think that. Well, what I would say is going on around the league right now is that teams are screwing up the development aspect of the quarterback and they just are expecting to draft these guys in the first round and take them and their talent is just going to carry them. And you look at the Patriots, the Jets, the Bears, you know, all those teams from the 21 quarterback class for the most part they've all screwed up developing their quarterbacks. Like maybe you think that Zach Wilson would have stunk anyways, like who knows, but the jets have certainly not done him any favors by the way that they've developed him. The same with Mac Jones here and uh, your guy, Kenny Pickett, Tamara in, in Pittsburgh. Now he's on another offensive coordinator and they haven't really figured it out. So that I think is the biggest thing is that if you're going to draft one of these quarterbacks, you have to nurture them. Like you have to put them in situations where they're going to develop into good players because you can't just expect them to do it all on their yeah. own. Understanding so, that think, it is a tough position to play. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I also think the style of quarterback has changed since like Brady and all of them. Like these guys are all dual threat quarterbacks for the most part, or they can do both. And I think Brady is not like that. Like Brady is not like anything that we're seeing right now with Jalen Hurts, Mahomes, like, they're two different people. Yeah. Um, and I th I, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, they're both good good quarterbacks one way or the other. But I think now a lot of the quarterbacks are trending towards the Mahomes. I think you have at least have the ability to take advantage of when there's open space in front of you. You know, because otherwise, 
you're kind of a sitting duck in today's NFL. You, mm-hmm. you have, you know, Joe Burrow's not a running quarterback, but he can run. Yep. You know, um, you have to be at least Daniel that. Daniel Jones can t- also in, run. Yeah, in today's not NFL, right now, you need to extend the play. <laughs> I, I think that the, that was low key funny. Not right now. <laughs> they, they, the one thing I, you know, watching the teams around the league uh, over the weekend was just all these quarterbacks now can win on extended play mm-hmm. second reaction type plays where when the original play breaks down they can r- run around a little bit and even if it's just a little dump off you know over the middle or something like that they can at least create a little bit now the good ones like you know stroud made that throw to tank dell that's just absurd but like some of them are also just kind of running around and creating a little bit of space to just drop it to the running back in the flat or something like that and if you can't do that if you can't add that then then you're kind of screwed like you just there's not enough good plays to go around if you can't do that i want to push back a little bit on the zach wilson not being quote unquote nurtured because i think he didn't like lafleur um as an offensive coordinator they went out and got him more of a veteran offensive coordinator in hackett and that hasn't worked they drafted a litany of skill position guys uh garrett wilson uh elijah moore Brees Hall, um, offensive lineman early in the draft, and like Elijah Vera Tucker, first rounder. Um, at some point, it's got to be on him. Oh. Yeah, no, that might oh, be God, a bad yeah. one, but yeah. I just think that in general, if you look at the guys that are succeeding in the league versus the, the young guys that are succeeding versus the ones that aren't, most of the ones that are succeeding are in these like stable environments with the same offensive coaches every year, and their teams are offense first and forward thinking with personnel and that's adding personnel me, that's the key to me is I, like when we were talking when mike when you brought up the the whole afc east and like the divisions and you have someone i do think that that buffalo put pressure on the rest of the division to keep up they told you buffalo's the king of the division because they score 30 plus most weeks and miami went out and they got an offensive guy that said i can win with this guy but we just need to get some speed around him and it works. Now, sometimes there's a lot of these teams, and Fred will give you the laundry list of the AFC East teams that tried to do this to keep up with Brady and just failed. Yep. You know, they couldn't put the pieces around a quarterback or a coach, and it was just every year we were doing these previews for the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins, and it was a different coach, a different quarterback. I think Rich Samini had a thing on Twitter yesterday that this is like his 30-something starting quarterback that he's covered. <laughs> Um, you know, in his time covering the Jets. Like, <laughs> I've covered, like, three. You know, it, it's it's unbelievable, um, yeah. you know, some of the differences that 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 you can see. But I, I do think Miami felt pressure to keep up with Buffalo. And now it's a two-horse race in that division. The Jets and the Patriots have to figure out where do I find the offense to keep up with these two teams because that's what yeah. it's going to take. And I think Evan's right. You need to find that offensive mind to sort of keep up. That's how I feel yeah. about it, too. I'm with Evan. Yeah, on and the, 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 I mean, the next place my head's going to, though, is, you know, Evan saying we have to nurture the quarterback. Well, if you draft, you know, Drake May or Caleb Williams, how do you nurture them? Like, how do you nurture them with this team right now? I you mean, tell it's them just, it's going to be okay. <laughs> right. Well, but it's just you only have – you so, give them a trophy. <laughs> but right. it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's hard to, like, say, a lot of these how are we going to put it all into place well, to nurture it's e- this It's guy. easy to say – Harder, harder yeah, to do. I, I, just, I think, you know, Zach Wilson's probably a bad example because he just stunk to begin with and just was never good. But Mac at least had some promise in his rookie season. And I, I think what you see and what you learn from it is that 
it's almost, you know, like a kid, like the nurture is just as important as the DNA, right? Like of what you put around him and who's coaching him and having stable coaching year in and year out. So to answer your question, I would say that you have to have one voice speaking to Caleb Williams for the rest of his career, if you can, like that's ideal. And you have to continue to add offensive talent around him. Like just because you draft Caleb Williams, you can't just say, well, he's going to make, you know, Devonte Parker and Kendrick Bourne and pop Douglas and this offense, a viable offense, just because he's that good. It's not that simple anymore. The guys that are succeeding are the guys that have, you know, arsenals around them that are well, even Patrick Mahomes. Is I mean, it. if I, if I was the head coach or GM, if I got Caleb Williams or may or whoever, First thing I'm saying, okay, we've got a. How's our line? Like, is the line good enough? You know, I I want to make sure that he's going to be protected. No, <laughs> no, I, I I'm not saying that we have to like spend a lot of assets on drafting high draft picks, but is our line stable? And if it's not, if I want the quarterback g- is good. It will be. Yeah. But he's not going to be good right out of the, rookie, right out of like the gate. That's, like I, that's well, I don't want to. I don't want to get him killed or anything. Right. I mean, there's a difference between being like the yeah. Jets. And he's not, like I, he's not going to be great know, right out of okay. the gate. You I, know, I, so he's not going to elevate his line in year one. I, so I just yeah. want to make sure the line is good enough so that he doesn't get his head bashed in in year one. Well, that, that's and that's along the lines that I'm going. Is that is is there ever a situation where you're going to say, and Evan knows where I'm going with this, like. We can't we can't nurture him right now. We don't have the pieces along the offensive line. We don't have the weapons. But I think you can do uh, that you know? again. I don't think you need first or second round draft picks to make sure you have a good line. And second thing, who's my offensive line coach? Is he any good? You know, is can he take fourth round, fifth round picks and turn them into NFL players? Because that is what you need to do in the NFL. You can't spend all your assets on high draft picks on the offensive line. Because if you do that, you're going to sacrifice yeah. all the other positions that need help, too. Who's my coach? Can he mold these guys into good NFL players? Yeah. And I didn't say great. Mm-hmm. I just said good. It, it ha- it's gone both ways because the Niners and the Eagles are built from the trenches. Like, those two teams built the offensive line first and then dropped the skill positions players in there afterwards. Like, the Eagles line is the same line that they won the Super Bowl with in 2017. It's Jason Kelsey. It's Lane that's Johnson. A really, that's a really good offensive like line. Like, that, that offensive line's been the same group. You know, Dallas, that's pretty much the same group that it's been throughout Dak's entire career. So there are teams now that are doing it both ways. I think to, to Deuce's point, you know, if you draft Caleb Williams in, in the first round with the first overall pick or whatever, then in veteran free agency, whether it's T. Higgins or it's trading for Brandon Ayuk or it's whoever, like that has to be your big move in the offseason is, you know, he's going to have somebody now to throw to. And you have to fill in the rest, like you were saying, Fred, with, you know, got you know, second and rounds two through seven is going to have to be the line and everything else. But I, I think that that's the way that you have to start. If you're the Patriots, you have yeah. to get the quarterback and you have to get the quarterback, a true number one receiver, not any of this stuff that they've been rolling out lately. But and by I, that you would that... go receiver, sorry, in free agency then. I mean, cause you're going to free yeah. agency in February. Like that's, you know, you, I mean, at that point, are you committed to, we're going to take a quarterback at the top, like, right. you know, or do you overextend yourself with a tackle and yeah. say, we're not going to draft the tackle. Yeah, you know. I'm a little bit scared with them drafting a wide receiver like in the first round. So say if they don't get the quarterback and they're trying to go for the wide receiver, that scares me because they can't develop that either. Yeah, well, you know who else? It's Marvin scares? Harrison Jr. Yeah, yeah. it he probably it probably that. scares yeah. Robert Kraft, and I and he might, you know, there was a I don't know if you want to call it a slip up yesterday uh, by Bill O'Brien, kind of intimating that, you know, 
about the quarterback decision, you know, we'll talk, and he mentioned Robert Kraft's name. Now, I think he might have been just talking in general, you know, decisions that are made. I don't know if he meant Robert Kraft specific to who will be the quarterback this Sunday, but it was interesting. And I'll, I, I got to imagine that with everything that's going on, you know, Robert Kraft might be a little bit more involved right now than he has been, you know, mm-hmm. only because he's probably the one thinking, I'm the one thinking about beyond this season. I can't rely on my coaches to do that because whether or not he's going to keep Bill, nobody knows the answer to that, including the assistant coaches. So what are they doing? Are they having their little phone calls to to survive and setting up, you know, their careers for next year? Like there's a lot of uncertainty down there. And, you know, I talked to some people who've been around the league for a, a while, and he admitted that's what happens when you have – this type of uncertainty, assistants start setting up, you know, stuff for off season because they don't know if they're going to have a job and they have families. They, they, you know, it's yeah. hard. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, I, it's <laughs> Mike looked like he was just. Yeah, trouble. I, I, I well, got I, a family. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is the content team under the picture? <laughs> should I be we calling need an all new content, content team? Uh, <laughs> blow it up. Blow it up. That's how it works in college. So. Right. That is how it works in college. Yeah. Like if you work really? for football and your football coach gets fired, everybody that out. the content everybody. team, graphic designer, everybody's out. Well, we were laughing because uh, Dude, that that's it, gonna it's not really us. funny, but you know, one of the teams that I, I forget who meant, I think it was Gary Meyer mentioned the, the Chargers. For, yeah. you know, as a landing spot for Bill Belichick. Yeah. And the Chargers are known for, like, a happy-go-lucky content team. Like, they're the ones doing all this cutting edge. They Love make fun bombs. of other teams. Like, and they would all they quit. would be in for a rude awakening. I think they would all quit. Like, yeah. so they, they thrive off of, like, personality content. Mm-hmm. And, like, their stuff is elite. Oh, yeah. yeah. They would call quit. They, I mean, there's like, no way. Imagine if, like, we could make fun of other teams. Oh, oh my God. Oh. With the snark that we have in this this. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Well, uh, you know, <laughs> you're the guy. one that yeah. openly despises. Well, I, w- I, would, I would be, I would be there for that. As I don't the know young if you guys. Say. <laughs> I, don't know. I would be there for that. Here for that. No cap. Um, have, you got, here have, you, have you seen all the content with the Raiders since? Oh Josh yeah. Been gone? It oh, it's been, like the shackles have been taken oh, yeah. off. There, there was one quote that said, "Ding dong, the witch is dead." Yeah. Oh. Like there, was, there's been a lot of very interesting things oh, coming from witches. that account. Oh yeah, like. Like no one's you know, like it's it's substitute teacher time it, in, in yeah. the that Raiders. Two and eight record. Yeah. They're gonna finish the season with. <laughs> right, right. But they like but they like the vibe in the building, Paul. Right. The which, vibe is which good. there's something to be said for that, and I and I, I understand. It's it. also known Smoking as there's just stillness. nobody in charge. So right. it's just right. What are we doing? <laughs> I just got a bicep cramp. I'm scratching my neck and my bicep. Oh. <laughs> what is happening? Uh, I have a question for uh, you guys and. Uh, Specifically, anybody? Oh. No, all, all of you. All of you. I got a question for you. Well, pro- <laughs> Deuce, Deuce is probably in for you because I know you don't really pay attention, but Tamara and Evan do. Uh, basketball? Has the performance, not necessarily their individual performances, but the performance of USC in North Carolina with mm. with oh. Williams and May discouraged you at all about either one of those guys? For, for no, me? No, not the team, but the player in, in Williams. But anyway. I, I would say yeah. Williams off the field. 
scares me. His dad and his emotions afterwards. His and dad kind of frightens and, me. And I don't care about the emotions and, well, as much no, as everybody else does. And like whoever is making him, I don't know if it's him not wanting to speak or his coach not making him, like allowing him to speak after the game, but that's like not helping him for no. when he gets to the Every NFL. week it's something. You gotta speak. It's something every week. <laughs> yeah. You gotta He's speak. He's also dropping dimes. So. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, like that, like the, the, the father, the, yeah. and you brought this up a few weeks ago about the LeVar Ball thing. Yeah. I think that's that's valid. And that's kind of hard to mm-hmm. have and bring in. I don't care about the other stuff as much as everybody else does. Yeah. It's not ideal. I, I understand why people are talking about it, but if the guy could play, I wouldn't worry about him crying to yeah. his mother. Yeah. I try to like, separate, you know. like, in terms of your question. I, I don't think it actually all, like, I think a lot of people look at the draft and look at results. Mm. And it, we're not ac- when you're looking at the draft, the, the results are are not really all that important. It's more about the traits, right? So, like, agreed. Yeah. Like, I think Drake the May is playing be, in an offense at UNC that that that's not very good. Like, right. there's not a lot of talent. The around argument him. would be like, just how good is this guy if he's the savior? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he can't do better than 500 in college, you know. And I know it's way different sports, and there's way more. Um, impact that one standout can have in basketball but this was the argument against Markel Fultz uh what whatever six years ago hmm. seven years ago when he was you know everybody's number one overall pick and Washington had like a nine and 19 record mm-hmm. and everybody's like how good can he really be yeah. now in basketball that was a red flag because one guy can't impact wins and oh, losses. Yeah. So, Trey Young much, like single-handedly carried his yeah, team but, when he was in so college. UNC yeah. was ranked 20th when they played Clemson and on the broadcast, they said that the UNC coaching staff had some trick plays up their sleeve because they knew that Clemson's roster was significantly better than theirs. And they knew that they were the worst team, even though they were ranked better than yeah, Clemson. Clemson and, should be better than they have been And, and have had really a better I've year than Clemson. I've uh, seen them the a few part. times. They, they're not bad. They, their record is – Yeah. So I don't know if it's bad coaching or what, but they should be better than they have been. Yeah. I, I, I think what Drake made – He's the the most well-rounded prospect. Like when you just think about NFL first-round quarterback prospects, they they tall, big arm, win at all three levels, has some mobility, has some moxie. Like that's that's Drake May. Like Drake May has all those traits, but I don't know if he has one trait that is the the standout trait of the class. Like this is he is the best at this in the entire class. Caleb Williams is the best improviser in the class and it's not close. Like he's the best second reaction Patrick Mahomes run around make something happen in the class. Michael Penix has the best deep ball in the class. I don't know what Drake May's like elite elite trait is, but all of his traits are really solid. I I would f- believe it or not I would feel better if the Patriots had Caleb Williams come into the building as their quarterback if Gerard Mayo was the head coach rather than a first-time. I I know Gerard is a first-time head coach, but an outsider coming in who's never been a head coach before because he's going to have to deal with this guy who, you know, he's got some, you know, I'm I'm the guy. And, uh, you know, at least Gerard has that institutional – knowledge here and comfort where he he might be able to you know deal with that yeah. but i worry about that because when i see caleb williams even walking around it's either chin up or chin down he's never just neutral hmm. it's either i'm the man or my life's about to end <laughs> like there's never anything <laughs> no, in the middle losing yeah. to your rival by yeah. like 30 points yeah, i know like, i hope he's i, not, I never yeah. see him like just okay even yeah. keel yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I i think with him 
so there are a lot of the hot names in in head coaching hires right now. You know, Ben Johnson, uh, Bobby Slowick. A lot of those guys are running Shanahan adjacent type offenses where the quarterback needs to be like Brock Purdy. He just needs to press the right buttons on the on the on the joystick, right? Like you don't want the quarterback playing a whole lot out of side the framework of the offense and those offenses that's not Caleb Williams. So if you're going to draft a guy like Caleb Williams, then you're better off going with somebody from like the, the Reed tree, you know, an Eric B or someone along those lines that understands how to kind of foster his playmaking ability. Because if you're just asking him to just run the offense, you know, and, and just be like this Brock Purdy type quarterback, you're taking away his superpower. Well, sure. You want it. You want to play to the players of uh, skills. Absolutely. You know, uh, but, like I said, like I'm less worried about that than what happens when things don't go right, you know, or receivers drop balls or whatever. Well, that's yeah. Like, you how have, do you have to figure that out? Do, with do I have a structure that can handle like this big time first round high draft pick who's already come in with millions in the bank and he's the S? How do I deal with that? Yeah, I think that's that's where the all the scouting in in the draft prep is important you have to find out what's inside a guy yeah and that's impossible for us not being involved in that um but he's good but, enough but where just even so if you he's like, flaws you take him anyway because yeah, he's yeah. Good. I, I just would caution into labeling something a, a strength or a flaw based on what you see on tv mm-hmm. fair enough Do you know what i mean fair like, enough now if if my scouts you know went out and they talked to caleb williams and they're like you know this guy's th- he's he's pretty solid he's grounded he's He's got the temperament to be able to deal with the slings and arrows. Going to Boston in that market will not be an issue for that. I'd be fine with it. Now, same thing if they said the other thing. If they went the other way, like, the, you know, Boston will eat this guy alive. It, you know, as soon as he has two, you know, two bad games in a row, Boston, he, won't, he yeah. won't be able to handle it. Is Boston it. that tough of a market? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I think it can be when – I mean, what if they've dragged Mac Jones through the – So I'll, I'll say – yeah. According to Paul. <laughs> no, because I, I, I think it's only recently starting to go that way. Yeah, everyone's I think piling on now. There's still a lot of people out there. Like, you got to get them a line. You got to get them receivers. You got to – yeah, okay. I think – In our line of work? Uh, I think a lot yeah. of people here oh, are yeah. like pa- fans first. I think that Can I interrupt you for yeah. one second? I read a tweet today that said if Mac when Mac Jones threw the pass to Devontae Parker, kind of similar to the one that Mahomes threw to Valdez Scantling last night. Okay. Well everybody beat up on Mac for it. Yeah, Can that, you name me one person in this town? Straw man X. No, no, no. I'm asking right now. I'm a, I'm asking a question because I thought it was I said in the post game show it was the single best throw I ever saw Mac Jones make. The one that Parker dropped against the Raiders. Well, I s- Do you know one guy who blamed Mac Jones for overthrowing Parker on that play? Because I did not hear. Not even this is one that I'm going to go literal. Not a single person did well, I hear say that that was a bad throw. I saw the same tweet, but it was in defense of Tua. Like uh, everybody's up in arms because you know uh, they drop balls on her, but no, Tua but, does it in its silence. You know he throws a perfect uh, th- ball. This guy was trying to say that the throw to Devontae Parker and the throw to Jalen Rager, I think in the Washington game, uh, were deemed throw, yeah. by the the Patriots media as bad throws. And I would strongly argue against that, saying mm, yeah, I no, did no not hear a that. single person put those throws on Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. So there is still an element of it. It might be a small straw man, to your point, Fred. Maybe it was just, just happened to be a tweet that I saw today. But I, 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 I'm sorry, but that, that's, 
That's it, ridiculous. I mean, no I, one argued Mac Jones. I don't know what side of the street uh, against Mac Jones. I don't know Jones. what side of the street this is, but I feel like those throws to Parker and Rager were like really hard, like to expect the guy to catch it anyway. Like it's just in traffic. It's I mean the one to Valdez Scantling last night it was just a straight up like he's in the clear. Here it is. Boom. You oh, know, the like, one to Parker. You know what I'm talking that, about? The that's got to like, get caught 100 Parker, out of 100. Like, I, but I just, I mean, I don't even know what I'm trying to argue right here. I'm yeah. not even like, I, I'm just that saying was a like, perfect to my eye, like it was there, but there's just guys all over him. It's a guy on his arm, you know, like it's, I don't know. It's just to me that that, that was If you're going to be a 50-50 catch artist, I don't that's think that like was your a 50-50 ball. Team, that's like a 75-25. Yeah. That was a 99-1 ball. I don't know very many receivers that don't make that catch that Parker did. Yeah. I really don't. And and that's well, Val, the Valdez Scanling catch too was that I mean, was probably I, easier. Yeah, that, was, that was probably it's not easier. even necessarily easier. Just that you have to make that you catch have to as make an that NFL catch. receiver. You yeah. have to. Yeah, and the the part about what stuck stuck out uh, to me was I w- watching. I didn't watch the entirety of the USC UCLA and the Clemson North Carolina, but I watched chunks, and I saw both guys throw just like sort of eye popping touchdowns mm-hmm. yeah. that you look and you say. Mm-hmm. What amazing ability! Right, the and ball I, gets there. And then I look at the yeah. end of the day, and I look <laughs> you at know the, in a hurry. But I look at the point totals. Like Caleb Williams, I I don't really care about the wins and losses when they're losing fifty two forty two. Like against Washington, you know. Yeah, he's in a shootout with yeah. a team that's obviously better than his, and he's going you know punch for punch. Uh, he played out of his mind against that UCLA. Washington. That didn't happen. Yeah, like he ended up with whatever thirteen points or the one touchdown was this like mind-boggling throw and i'm wondering did i am i putting too much in it because did you see that the the both of them kind of off their back foot yeah, uh, yeah. the williams one was ridiculous you climb the pocket and yeah. threw it like 65 yards in the air i i think that that's that's what it, when we really start to break these guys down now i mentioned like the coaching thing because i think without knowing who's going to be coaching them it's hard to say which one i would rather because the system and the fit but you're still matters. very high on both guys you, yes you, you, if you have one two you're taking the, one of those two absolutely. guys. Absolutely. No, no. Yeah, run no the th- card up. There. Yeah, I've had like several of my <laughs> my moron friends have been like, "You still in on that?" I've been like, mm-hmm. "Yeah." Yeah. What What are they saying? What do they want? Do they want somebody else, or uh, they just I, don't I, think they're I, that I good? I can't even. I don't, I, I don't want to embarrass my friends. Why everyone is like knocking on these guys Tackle. just because they're not like Trevor Lawrence, who like never lost a game in college? Like, well, I actually all, think Caleb Williams like is as talented as Trevor Lawrence yeah. was at Clemson. He's just not on a team like Clemson. Oh yeah. Like if you know, I I just Caleb Williams. You have to – one of those two guys is going to be the more consistent guy on film. Like, who's who's the one that's making the more consistent decisions? Who's the one who's throwing for more consistent footwork and all those types of things? And that's the guy that I think I'll probably end up favoring because they both can make, to Paul's point, they can they can pull, put up highlights. Like that, that's, Unbelievable throws. That's they not the problem. What, what's the deadline the Patriots have asked for your decision? <laughs> I, I will make a decision uh, – Three days before the draft. Okay. April twenty really? fifth. It's gonna take you really? that long. Yeah. I, I was watching oh, you, you on Twitter. What was your decision by then? What are yeah. you, Bill? Yep. I'm gonna hold it close to the vest. I mean, you don't want other Evan, teams to know. I feel like Evan has recency bias too, so it's gonna depend oh, he on definitely like does. just all uh, the information. I do, but oh, in yeah. this situation, like it, re- like the the circumstances are really gonna matter. Like if you're if you're putting the quarterback in the Patriots offense, like Bill O'Brien's the offensive coordinator still. And you're asking the quarterback to play within this offense. Then I don't want Caleb Williams because he's you're, t- you're taking away his superpower. But if you're going to hire somebody that's going to allow him to go and, and be Caleb Williams, like I think to Paul's like, you have to live with the fact that he's going to be up and down a little bit, especially early. 
Like, because he's going to make these ridiculous plays. You know, C.J. Stroud threw three picks in that game on Sunday for the Texans. And I say, so what? They've got a quarterback. Right. Yeah. So you're going to have to live with some of that with with a guy like Caleb Williams. Yep. All right. 855-PATS. My buddy who I've been trashing says, we'll see how he responds now to adversity. C.J. Stroud? I mean, they won the game. It's just like unbelievable. (laughs) It's like you watch all these games when you're home on the bye, and you actually get to see it all. And you're like, did did he watch the same slate of games that everybody else did? 855-PATS-500 is the ace ticket hotline. Web radio at patriots.com is the email address. Uh, Let's go to the phones. Um, Mike's in Puerto Rico. What's up, Mike? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Um, I wanted to – can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. um, First of all, I wanted to uh, thank uh, the opportunity to thank you guys for everything that you've done um, this year, which has been particularly hard. So – one of the few reasons that, um, you know, I still remain a Pats fan is mostly because of you guys. Well, and thank you. The addition of... Those letters can be sent to Robert um, Kraft at One Patriot Place. Yeah. Well, well speaking of that, um, I did want to bring something up and see what your guys' thought uh, on it is, and more specifically, how strongly you feel about this. And I think it was Brady's dad at one point that had mentioned that um, the tenure was not going to end well or something like that. He right? did. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So I'm, I'm thinking back on it, and at the end of the day, the buck, the box stops at the uh, owner, correct? Yep. Yes. Okay. So taking that into consideration, the fact that we have um, arguably um, lost – or ended badly with, A, the best quarterback of all time when he left to go to Tampa, the arguably the best tight end of all time in Gronk when he left, needed to be traded. Um, now it seems like it's definitely, oh, and I'll, I'll also throw in there Adam Vinatieri, who was at that time, I guess, assumed one of the best kickers of all time as well. I'm okay. And, yes. I mean, you know. But all three of those decisions have a common denominator. Yeah, money. And that's what I – so this is where I was going to go next, uh, Evan, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Well, now we're arguably about to lose or end badly with the greatest, arguably the greatest coach of all time. So um, some of the, maybe the first three could have been tied into uh, Belichick, but then are you tying Belichick to it himself, or is the common denominator in all this is Mr. Kraft, who I appreciate again for everything that he's done, but at the end of the day is how much of this is on him yeah i mean it's a fair question it's a fair question you're talking about money we've talked about it before no one really knows like how that's treated here like does bill have a budget that he can go over and now we're talking you know cash over cap you know how much cash spending is made available to him robert Kraft has come out and said publicly he's never had you know there's never been an issue with you know him not being able to get the players he wants so, I don't know, but it's a fair thing to ask. Like, how much of it is just, you know, purely money? You know, I mean, usually yeah. in my experience, a lot of it is money. That's usually the, the biggest. I, I thing. would, I would like ha- give the the real cash thing. This is not just Th- me thanks, like co- towing the company line, but like, if there was a direct correlation between cash spending and wins, then I would give it more credence. But the Cleveland Browns are winning now, but. They have been in the last couple of years near the top of the league in cash spending, and they haven't won a thing. So I, I, I just 
if there was like a more direct tie to if you spend a lot like baseball i feel like baseball is one of those sports that if you spend a lot of money your team is going to be good in in it until the very end of the, of the season I don't know if football is is like that. There's it's certainly no guarantees. I mean, no, remember the no, tr- no guarantee. Yeah. But isn't Philly high in that list every year? They're like top ten, mm-hmm. and yeah. they've been pretty good for a while. Yeah, um, Cleveland is at the top of the list because of Watson. Right, but I guess my point is is just like at the end of the day, if Mr. Kraft isn't the one, he's not. He didn't draft Cole Strange in the first round. Nope. Right, and he if he's not the one that's going out and picking the groceries, so to speak, I have a tough time saying that it's his fault that that it came apart right like, you know it right he's not the one making no. the personnel well, especially if there I were agree. good players getting away that you're just like we could afford that and, why is this guy going we just don't want to pay him and i'm still and it, this still has to do with money but i'm sure the crafts are saying we're paying bill belichick the highest coach in sports not just in the nfl from yeah. what i hear in sports figure it out it's got to be worth something yeah i agree with that you know and i don't think that the, the Kraft family is involved in these football decisions directly like like this um, to the point where they're deciding who stays, who goes. And, yeah, when you sign a guy to a major contract, yes, the ownership needs to sign off on that. But but in terms of I, like – I don't think otherwise it's it's got anything to do with football. But in terms of like how Gronk left, how Brady left, it's amazing that those things didn't happen more often over the 20 years because, yeah, when things go bad, people, you know, jump ship. But when things go good, like they had here, there's also that feeling of entitlement. And everybody's like, okay, where's mine? Mm-hmm. You know, And that happens too. And it's, it's just as hard to keep it together when you have that type of success as it is when you have failure. It, it really is. And it's a credit to both Bill Belichick and the Crafts. Well, I think th- maybe the, from a cash standpoint, Bill Bel- whoever, whoever it was, whether it was both of them or, or Bill or whoever – convincing everybody that taking less money was going to help the team win more games was like the biggest thing that they ever pulled over anybody <laughs> like convincing Brady that he should be taking like 15 million dollars less a year because it's for the better of the team and he's helping the team out and all these types of things I mean like I could sell you a bridge Brady you set know? the ceiling you had to have the guy that was on board with that Brady yeah. set the ceiling so how can I go in I geez I you know I had 15 touchdown catches last year the guy who threw 50 touchdowns is only made. I, I can't ask for more than him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He set the ceiling. But yeah. in, ter- in terms of career earnings, you know, up to when he went to Tampa, he Brady did okay. It, it, like, he, he allowed the Patriots f- to use his contract as sort of like a mortgage where you would take loans out. But every time they did that, he'd get more money up front. He did fine. Yeah. Absolutely. But I don't think there's much of an argument against – the fact that he could have made he, more. he could have made if more. he held out every contract for the now he's not alone there's a lot of yeah. guys that have done similar stuff you wouldn't think it based on the amount of money like Mahomes is getting and you know some of these guys but they've you know Burrow did the same thing yeah. Burrow just signed in, it they've taken a little bit less than they could have gotten Mahomes certainly did and they'll keep revisiting like Fred says they'll keep using that as a mortgage finding ways to you know again as Felger likes to say, give him a cocktail napkin. He'll figure out <laughs> how you can make a couple of adjustments here and sign the guys you want to sign. Yeah. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah, I was Now, it also helps to have that huge spike in the yeah. salary cap that yeah. didn't exist 
back, uh, you know, 20 years ago. I was thinking too far when you were talking about guys leaving. Like, think about how close Edelman was to leaving. Think about how close Hightower was to leaving. Yeah. Like, guys who were literally well, doing Hightower the rounds. Hightower was leaving. Doing the rounds. Failed Hightower getting, failed a physical. You know? Nobody yeah. wanted Edelman. You know, and these are two guys that, that made plays that won you that last Super Bowl and, and right up to it. So Yeah. I mean, players have a right to cash in and maximize every year they have because it's <clears> limited. <throat> it's limited. You know, part of that's that luck thing, too. Like, you know, yeah. Mike is right. Like, so like Edelman was the MVP of the last Super Bowl. What if he had signed with the Giants? You know, what if the Giants were interested? Maybe. Think of everything he did in those those three Super Bowls you know? he won. And I'm not telling you if close? they didn't have Edelman, they wouldn't have won. Because personally, I think they would have won. Even if Edelman wasn't there, would have been someone else catching those passes because Brady was there. But. You could make an argument that Edelman was instrumental in winning, you know, the certainly the one he got the MVP in. Yeah, I don't know if they win that game. With you know, ma- maybe not, maybe not, but maybe someone else catches those passes and it's business as usual. I, you know, who knows? But to your point, that wasn't like this stroke of genius that retained Edelman. They let him go out there. He didn't really get any offers. I think he talked to the Giants. Giants yeah. Didn't really get an offer he wanted, and he came back. Now. When that happens, the guy goes out and gets an offer and leaves. You know what I mean? Like they, it's yeah. it's no change in philosophy in people like like me and you, you with the draft, me with the free agents, saying like at some point you got to retain some of these guys and you can't just let everybody walk away. But it's kind of what they've always done. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Tim in Boston. What's up, Tim? Hey guys, uh, all this talk about like stability in the coaching staff uh, makes me think about how important it is that the next head coach is an offensive mind. Um, you know, this one offensive voice that Evan was talking about, if you have a defensive head coach and that one offensive voice is your OC and he does his job, develops your quarterback, you have a good few years, he's going to get hired as a head coach elsewhere. Yeah. yeah but that's okay. If that's that's okay coach. because now we laid the groundwork. Yeah, you have well, to. I don't know. They didn't lay the groundwork in Buffalo. Well, one of the, one of the things that Bill did really point. well here up until the end when the brain drain just was too much, but he always nurtured young guys in the system so that he had bench strength when coaches left. You know, he was always pretty much able to replace a lot of these guys from within. Like I, you know, and you have to do that. Charlie to Josh to Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Yeah. As an example, Bill they brought in from outside and he didn't get the job right away, but yeah. Yeah. I I would just say like, if Mahomes entered the league with what he has right now, I don't know what we think, but Mahomes got to come into the league and he had Tyreek Hill and he had Travis Kelsey at the height of their powers and he was great. So now, yeah, people are like, what's wrong with Mahomes and the Chiefs? They got shut out in the second half three games in a row, and but everybody knows Mahomes is great. And I would say the same to a lesser extent with Josh Allen. Yeah. Their offense hasn't looked as good. He's still leading the league in touchdowns. People don't. But he also leads the league in turnovers, Paul. Correct. <laughs> I know. That. Sometimes you throw Hail Marys that. on the last play of the half and <laughs> he gets picked just, off. I know these these are the kinds of things that get lost on some, Ben Bowen, uh, who, can't, who, who can't possibly <laughs> analyze a game. Oh, that's four. Uh, oh, four. Okay. <laughs> that's four. Um did you watch any of that game, by the way? I'm curious. I want to run this by Evan, too. The, 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 b- Jet, the Jets-Bills game. Too much okay? of it. Yeah. So – I would start, and I wrote this in my notes that I posted this morning. A lot of the improvement offensively for Buffalo was absolutely aided by the ineptitude of the Jets' offense. Fully would admit that, right? They set up some short fields or whatever. 
I saw some passes and plays from the Bills offense that I haven't seen with Ken Dorsey in a year and a half. Like the little dump-offs to the backs on fourth and one. Yeah. Easy throw and catch. There's no way. It's like a Mahomes play from the Super Bowl. Like, if you can't defend that, you're screwed. In an easy little 25-yard touchdown on a fourth and one. Ken Dorsey doesn't throw that. It's probably like a 17-yard dig route to Diggs, you know, which, you know, <laughs> high degree of difficulty that I'm just going to rely on Superman to make a play to Batman, yeah. you know, and, and that's the only way we can succeed. But, again, if you thought that there was any difference between Joe Brady, you weren't really paying attention, Ben Volwin. That's five. <laughs> like, he was all over Twitter all weekend. I, 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 I'm I couldn't enjoying st- this. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't stop seeing things that I – so passionately disagreed with. I think I unfollowed him like one week into working here. No, I actually do follow Ben Bowen. I, I follow do, him, but he doesn't show I, up on my timeline. And I do like Ben you, Bowen. Maybe you muted uh, him. No. Outside of the business. <laughs> maybe you muted him. No, you have to really be pretty terrible for me to mute or block you. And I, I do, I, I and I like I've Ben a lot, and now I know what's going to happen because I did this because I was snarky Paul today. People will add him for me and then, you know, whatever. But I do like Ben. Uh, I just dis- I disagree with his football analysis from the weekend. That's all. It's not like a personal thing. They definitely. So we'll tell them. I thought that was a good. St- in other words, I thought that was a good start. Yeah. yeah. Joe Brady. yeah. For, uh, I'm not ready to tell you, hey, they just flipped the switch and they're back. They got like at the Chiefs, at the Cowboys, Ooh. at the Eagles. They have like a really tough schedule. Oh, yeah. They they made a lot more throws, I thought, in the middle of the field that were taking advantage of some of the space that that Diggs creates which I thought was better like using him more as like a, a decoy sometimes instead of oh, he's gonna love that all, all the time feeding him it. well he's gonna have to <laughs> he, he looked pretty happy on Sunday and uh, I haven't seen him happy yeah. all season to your your guy has been pouting all year. all year and they're getting Shakir on on more of those like what Cole Beasley was doing for them a couple years ago like yeah. those little Edelman routes and things like oh, that he also called that a fluke the Shakir one? The, the slant that he put oh. into a, like a, a mail the slot? Keyhole, yeah. Yeah, like that was, fluke, that was he called nice it. Run Thanks for the good. call, Tim. Uh, let's go kind to Eldred, North Carolina. What's up, Eldred? I don't know. Hey, fellas. How you doing tomorrow? All right. Hey, Evan. Yes, sir. Got a bone to pick with you, boo. Oh, 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 oh okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm did he just call you, boo? Call you, boo? That's a sign of affection. I did. Hey, Evan. What's up, babe? I watch Michael Penny. Yes. Uh, Saturday. Yeah. In the rain against Arizona State. And he was putting the dimes right where they was covered, right in the guy's hand. And they were dropping the most dogs in the rain. But they came back and won. Yeah. May. I, I see May every other weekend because I'm up here at ACC. I, I take pennies over May and what you call it. I did like Jordan Travis, but my boy got hurt and he's out for the year. Yeah. So his draft strap going to drop. Yeah, and he's not I as highly they, rated uh, as the rest of those guys. Michael either. Penix, uh, no, you're right. I mean, Michael Penix, uh, as I like to say, collects more dimes than any other quarterback in this class. As he Dude. likes to say, Fred. Throws, you, drop, you always say that. Drops I, more, I always say. Drops more dimes than any quarterback in the class. But uh, d- have you looked at Michael Penix's injury history? Because it's not pretty. I also didn't think he was great. I in know, that he, game. I know, but 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 uh, but he still moved. He still moves a little bit after that, and he still throw better. And like I said, they still ranked five undefeated, and he done played against some tough yeah. competition. I, I don't think Kelvin May. Okay, uh, yeah, no, they have good wins. You are right like, about that, Eldred. They, they have good wins. But he also he has more talent yeah. around him. I, but yeah, I I don't I don't hate Michael Penix by any stretch. It, the injury history worries me. He's has he's blown out the same ACL twice. Ooh. He has shoulder injuries to both shoulders. Uh, he's had four severe 
injuries in college, and he's twenty four years going to be twenty four years old as a rookie. Um, those yeah, things are not great. Top first draft draft pick. You see yeah. the top round. Yeah, first Absolutely. round. Yeah, yeah. That, most people yeah, have him in the first round. round. I thought Absolutely. he was more of a back half of the first round, but it looks like he's going to be top no, ten he, he like top everybody eight. else. Yeah. yeah. No, he and, uh, great deep ball thrower. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of wide receivers in this group that is darn good. Besides Marvin Harrison, is the top of the crowd, but the rest of them. I like the uh, kid from Washington. The one from Washington. I don't know how to pronounce Roma his name. Roma Dunes. Uh, Johnny, Johnny from uh, Florida State. And there's a bunch of them. Neighbors from LSU. Wire, uh, slot Keon yeah. Coleman. Neighbors. I like See, Burton from Alabama. My, my, my concern, is that, <laughs> my concern no. isn't that their talent isn't there. My concern <laughs> is developing them. Like either either well, choosing the wrong one or like not being able to develop it. <laughs> get rid of Troy Brown. <laughs> <laughs> get, get rid of Troy Brown. Bring in, uh, uh, Fred's uh, going to die on that uh, hill. Man, uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey. Bring him in and let him train. Okay. Yeah, get rid of uh, Sean Troy Brown. Yeah. He never did it. Well, y'all have a good one. All right, thanks, Aldrich. Thanks, Aldrich. Thanks, Aldrich. Did you, did I, I you like quit on Lad McConkey? Yeah, what happened yeah, to McConkey? Yeah. McConkey. No, McConkey's better he's than the other guy. Yeah, I know. That's... <laughs> Every time I see him pop up, I'm like, "That's Fred's guy." No, Lad McConkey is like a He's legit a prospect. Really good like that's like a guy that's gonna get drafted in the first two rounds. Okay. I'll tell you uh, the weird, like, re- another million reasons why I could never be in charge. The the weird things that mm-hmm. that I'm impressed by with Michael Penix. Did you watch any of that game? Yeah. So they got the ball at the end. They're trying to grind out a first down. And how many times you see it? True. It was like third and seven. Pour, you know, pouring rain. You can just throw it. Yeah. It was a rifle shot. No, he's got a good arm. And I, like that yeah. to me tells me all I need to know about their coaching staff and their faith in their guy mm-hmm. that they're going to put it on his shoulders to win this game. And then he came through and did it. Like nothing fluky. Wasn't like a we we tricked the defense and got a wide open play. They ran a traditional third and third and long play that you would run in the middle of the second quarter with the game on the line. Got it. And boom. If you're if you want to build like a vertical passing offense like they have at Washington, then Penix is the is the best vertical passer in the class. I thought that was his best throw of that game. Yeah. He's, he's Mark's in Connecticut. Picks. What's up, Mark? Hey guys, how's it going? Uh hey Mark. So uh had a question for you guys. Evan Paul. Yes. Have you guys had enough of listening to Bill Belichick during his media conferences on how he treats you guys? Because I, I would be I don't personal. take it personally. And then the other thing is is that you got pick number three. Are we going with Marvin Harrison or are we going uh, quarterback? Tackle. It's a tackle pick for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come across the table right yeah. now. I'm going to play this all yeah, all five months. I'm going to be the tackle guy. You guys are going to hate I, me. We, we can't, we can't well, start getting Which one, the Penn State one or the Notre Dame Well, one? i got to get back to you on that one, Paul. i got to check the hand placement it, right so now. I, I will <laughs> ask you, Evan, you want the on Notre April Dame 25th, one. I'll ask Evan which quarterback I'll get you a tackle. You, you, you want, Thank you. I'm gonna you want co- Joe Alt. I'm going to corner the market. You don't you tell me what I want. I want Joe Alt just so I can spell it. The other guy, I don't know. Fashanu. What is it? Fashanu. Ola Fashanu. Fashanu. It's not that hard. Fashanu. Her name was Ola. <laughs> Speaking of the draft, uh, Adil writes in, I listened to the 2022 first round draft show recently, and it oh. makes for great comedy. Oh, this boy. isn't good. <laughs> Reaction to the trade down. Mark Daniels tweet, this is a really deep draft, so I like the trade. Fred says, <laughs> I thought just the first round was weak, uh, defending the overall quality of the draft. Dew says, I read the best place to be was 20 to 40. Fred says, I think it's a great trade. Tamara says, I think it's a great trade because my people are still there. Paul says, I don't like it. I wanted McDuffie. Eric says, harumph. 
My biggest takeaway from listening, the Patriots are so oh, bad. T- oh, I was thinking this year. I was thinking the Gonzalez one. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. You think, so you think maybe McDuffie instead of Cole Strange might have made no, some sense? Don't no. Don't do it. Flex. Don't do it. Flex. No. Don't uh, my do biggest it. takeaway from listening, the Patriots are so bad that Fred has been completely beaten down. I miss the over-the-top optimism from our leader. Oh, I know. We need to get that back. Yeah. We need to get – I agree with that call. That, I had I optimism when it was warranted. Wait, wait till they draft Caleb Williams. He'll be back on. You know? Oh, well, I'll be back on if we have an actual quarterback on, that yeah. can put points on the board. Yeah. It's it's amazing, like, just watching that game last night. I was like, wow, this is what it's like to actually watch, like, NFL football. Like, oh, I feel boy. like a real offense. <laughs> oh, two real offenses. Quickly we've fallen. I watched, like, it, uh, you, I watched some like of the God yesterday, the God, the God Shanahan. And uh, that offense, the, San- the Niners, are just – it's, is the perfect passer rating good? It's just poetry. Like, it, it's just the way that they just create space and passing lanes and just conflict in the defense. I mean, Debo Samuel was – there wasn't anybody within 20 yards of him on that one big play. And that's probably the one guy on the field that you're, like, making sure you know where he is. And he's still wide F open by 20 <laughs> so yards. So back to Honestly, our, our original uh, talk about why a point's down. Right? Is it the quarterback play? Whatever. So the quarterback had a perfect passer rating, which arguably means he didn't make any mistakes in the game. Mm-hmm. Evan just waxed poetic for two minutes about the concepts that they had, and they scored 27 points. Mm-hmm. Like, he actually, I actually I didn't just think, think Purdy played that well in the first half. I just think he, it's he ran into different. Some in I think they're making you go the long way, which is t- shortening the game. And then you make a mistake or two here or there. You give, give up a pressure because I don't think the, the Niners' offensive line has been – I've watched the Niners a few times, and I feel like Purdy's been under a decent Is amount Trent of pressure. Is Trent still out? The, no, he played uh, – the first oh, he's, half he's was, unbelievable. was actually – I because I, when you see a guy had a perfect passer rating, when you, you pull it up, you expect the game to just be ridiculous, right? First half, I thought Purdy was actually a little bit shaky, but uh, they make so many throws that are just you so – just hate Purdy. It's so funny. It, 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 because he – all he – it just – he's just – pressing buttons on a controller like <laughs> I, I swear to god like he's got george kittle on they're down backed up on the goal line and they just like bootleg it purdy and george kittle is wide open like for a little throw into the flat and then he turns up field and the gets 25 yards it's like uh, the what am i supposed kittle, to say? i could have thrown right-handed it it's no, like a good good throw like I, I guess like good throw Good job. Good job. Good effort. Oh, boy. So Evan's going to uh, head out to practice. We'll take, get our first I report. I do not want you to return yeah. without a uh, take starting note. quarterback. Yeah, t- take note who's starting. And, first and Evan. And keep track of the mood. Keep track of the mood. Yeah. Get that mood. Yeah. The vibes. You want that the mood. Vibes. It's yeah. cold. <laughs> uh, uh, Web radio at patriots.com is the email address. Brandon writes in, do you think Brandon. because quarterbacks know – that their feet are an outlet, that they are less reliant on letting plays develop or really studying concepts or developing some of those intangible skills that Probably a Tom Brady yeah, or Peyton needed. Yeah. Yeah. Probably at times. Some yeah. guys more than others. You know, I think that's yeah. something you try to – First thing isn't there, I can right. use my feet to escape. Yeah. That's what I've done all my life. Yeah. I think Big Ben, though, much less mobile towards the end, never relied on schemes or audible because he was so big and would move around so much guys would get free. When you can't do that, you've got to be smart. I remember Mahomes said he didn't start reading defenses until his third year. Yeah, and I think um, I thought it was interesting, Mahomes, and I disagree with him just like I disagree with Brady, you know, talking about the number thing Mm. has been tougher on defenses, the different numbers on number seven playing middle linebacker is harder, you know. Yeah. 
I just I don't really see why it's that hard. You're identifying it before the play, just like you always would. What's the difference if he's 51 or 7? Be a good deep dive question. Yeah. Those quarterbacks. Yeah, you're probably right. You know, well, probably I'm, a million things I don't. I'm not right. taking. I need to know if that's a DB or a linebacker, and I, you know, is he coming or going? Uh, let's see, Max from Can Santa Barbara. <laughs> Max from Santa Barbara. First off, all this talk about Bills got to go. Well, who's better, and who'll be sorry if or when it doesn't work out as you have planned? Second, why would anyone take a quarterback out of USC, the University of Spoiled Children? What quarterback from there has ever had a decent career? I'd take Harrison Palmer. or the best available if he's gone, and I really like the kid from Mizzou, Brady Cook. He showed up and held his own against Georgia and such. Thanks for the forum. Been listening since 2002, way back when the show was all email, and King Tom would say, you know why? Yeah, I, I would just argue, and, you know, we'll, when Evan comes back, remind me to get into the Lincoln-Riley thing. Mm. Um, because Lincoln Riley's had several Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and they in general have not panned out. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'd just be curious to see if he thinks there's any correlation there. I'm not a big fan of the uh, the school thing, especially when there's different coaches along yeah. the way and there's different different systems. If you want to tell I me Lincoln Riley's guys don't work, that to me would hold some water. I, I will say, like, I had this thing for a while with Ohio State and Alabama that their guys don't work in the NFL. I mean, obviously, outside of Jalen Hurts and Tua, Alabama, all those guys that started their national championship, like, streak, none of them made it. But Joe Namath was pretty good. AJ but, McCarron, like, where, where but, are you? But what none you of those doing? guys were considered to be prospects. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the difference. Like, like they were fine. They led their teams Sorry. in national championships. Magic but. Mac is the was a prospect <laughs> who didn't work out. <laughs> like the other, I mean, the yeah. Tua and and Hertz were, you know, first and second yeah. round picks, and Mac was a first round pick. McElroy, I think, and McCarron, those guys were like day three guys, mm-hmm. and Even, practice um, squad fodder. Yeah. Uh, like when I was in school, was it Barrett and? Rest in peace. I can't remember his name right now. Um, oh, Dwayne Haskins. Yes, uh, it's yeah. like even Ohio State. It's like Ohio State uh, is that's legit because they've CJ had a, Stroud all of a sudden. They've had a lot of quarterbacks, and most of them have not really been very good. And now Stroud has been excellent. Mm-hmm. I still think I, I watched I watched Chicago, and I'm still I'm I'm still like intrigued by Fields. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think this is a guy that I think if he got to a team yeah. that better, I, I thought they called plays great in that game for him. And I th- did you see the throw to DJ Moore in that game no, for a touchdown? Know. Climb the pocket. I, I mean, well, I think, he, I think he can play with the Bears picks. I mean, they're going to be tempted to take a quarterback, you right? You think so? Well, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think that's where all signs point to I mean, them he, taking a quarterback. I hope they do. So, so would you Fields trade, gets to go somewhere that, else. Would you yeah. trade Fields? Okay. Well, that's the thing. Like, okay. what you know? I think they'd be willing to trade him. What would you be willing so, to give for him? Wait, we'll I give like, you a so Fred. <laughs> no. Fred, my question. Okay, so say if they take the quarterback, they trade Fields. Would you take Fields and then take Marvin Harris? Yes. Okay. I would do that. Well, there so you then go. you still get a, a and there, and way better time. quarterback, but then you also get – And I might still draft a guy Super like Bowls. in the third or fourth so round. So what are we right trading okay. for Fields? I'd, I'd, give them, um, a, I'd give them a second-round pick this year and a third-round pick next year. How about we give them – I don't know if it would cost you that much. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, it might not. Let's say we can give you third this year. Mac and Taekwon, and we'll take Fields. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love trades where take these guys that aren't working out for take us and give us stuff. something well, that might. But, but Mike, it's a change of scenery trade. You know, <laughs> yeah. you, you're going to get rid of Fields. Uh, you know. Yeah, I'm not going to give them my first we'll this year, but yeah. they might be asking for that. But no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. There's no, no way you for get Fields. Get no, but I, I might give. I might give them. I don't know if they get a second. I'm. I might give them a, what about second next year? Well, not this year's second. Yeah, and, I don't, a, and a I don't third know. this year. I don't like know how about what a they th- would. How about a conditional third that rises to a second if he starts X amount of games? No, that no. The conditional pick is in the on the mm-hmm. table. Sure. That's sure. sure. That would be nailed clutch it. though nailed to it. get Fields and your weapon, right. your offensive weapon, another offensive weapon. Right. Yeah, but who's wow. going to block? I more? am. Uh, I have to admit, I'm sure. not good at those projected trades. Like what guys are worth. <laughs> I always feel like guys. Are never worth anywhere near as much as everybody oh, thinks they are. I'm bad at money too. We're like, well, how much would you pay him? I'm like, a, a gajillion. I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> see, I don't really, I don't delve a gajillion. I don't delve into that because I don't care. <laughs> like, oh, I only care if the guy can play. Yeah. Oh, if the you, guy's good. Well, I don't no, care how much so money. I remember. Holds. I remember we were doing a thing, and I would just mentioned Anthony Jennings, and you're like, well, how much would you pay him? And I was like, I literally have no concept of what money. I said so that. Yeah, I must have been having an out of body experience. <laughs> I'll trust you. I'm like, like, I don't know. This is an, this is another good one. Do you think they're going to take a quarterback? Uh, they could be tempted as well. And would you take Kyler? No. Nah. Oh, absolutely. See, you would. I in a blink. I wouldn't. Now, I'm no. not giving up like my first round pick for Kyler Murray. Yeah, I. I he's too small. He's I don't. Fine. I don't. Whatever. I don't want him. He's fine. Yeah. I mean, and, and any he's of those not guys bring a little bit of excitement. Justin Fields could be my future. Not. No. Not Kyler. Not Murray. Kyler. Too. Too small. Yeah. So yeah. okay. Likes Madden too much. I like to delve into these things. Gonna unravel. Kyler Murray, who's actually had success in the league, is not the future. Justin Fields, who I am still intrigued by, but has no success. It's a projection. Right. It's a projection. That's projection. my future. Yeah, it's, it's my projection. Yeah. It's a feel it for the be. league, Paul. You know, you just a feel an, for the quarterback. That's an odd view. Yeah. It's an odd view even yeah. for you. Yeah. Do you oh see? Oh, boy. We're right back at quarter bachelor. This is, this right is all a mess. Quarter bachelor. So, Mike, do you, <laughs> how long have you been sitting on that one? Quarterback, if they somehow... Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Even though they just paid Daniel Jones. Oh yeah. Oh. So, yeah. Daniel Jones. Okay. Yikes. Yep. I'm not even going to ask the question if you would trade for him because absolutely not. Daniel Jones. Jones? Absolutely no. not. If anyone did that, no one better. Do I think that. he'd be better if he was Dan Jones. Where Where are the Patriots picking? <laughs> Four. I would trade. So for behind him. behind. Chicago, Cardinals, Giants, Patriots. If I can't, Is that your fourth? if I can't I get so. a quarterback, three or four. So I'm out of the quarterback. I think three or four. Okay. I would trade for him. For Daniel Jones? Yeah. I'm not giving you, again, I'm not giving you like a first round oh, pick I'll, or anything. Yeah, I'll give you a six round pick for him. Well, running it's going to cost you more than a six round pick. <laughs> then I'm not, uh, then I'm not <laughs> interested. Or how about we just trade the, trade the Joneses? Look, we'll take Daniel Jones, yeah. you take Matt right. Jones. Like, I wouldn't be opposed. Person. I guess what I'm saying is it's not even about necessarily the individual. I wouldn't be opposed to an established NFL starter mm. while I wait to figure out how I'm going to get the guy I want. Okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah. that's why Kyla Murray would make sense for me. Kirk Cousins would have made sense for me. Yeah, not not anymore. Um, and I absolutely would take a roll of the dice I with like, Daniel Jones. I like your new guard thing, though. Like a new a new member of the journeyman quarterback club. Not the usual Baker Mayfield, Kirk oh, Cousins. I, not I that want, group. I don't want Baker Mayfield because he can't play. The new fang. <laughs> Kirk Cousins ones, can. Right? right? I, I don't think Kirk Cousins is great, but he can play. But mm-hmm. Baker Bake. Yeah. 
Let yeah. Baker bake and lose six out of seven. Uh, ben in Brooklyn, <laughs> what I want from the remaining games is less about rebuilding the winning culture, improving the draft pick, or losing, but keeping it competitive until the end. I want information. Mm. The last couple of weeks, for instance, have removed doubts I had earlier in the season about Ramondre and Barmore. The games have also shown that Tavai has a nose for the ball and can't be disregarded as a what-was-Bill-thinking player. Zeke has also shown flashes. All signs suggest that Mack needs a fresh start elsewhere. Thornton doesn't have it, and maybe Strange needs more reps. But we need clarity one way or another, so I'm hoping for definitive answers, nothing more. Uh, I don't know how definitive they can all be. I mean, you, you'll get if, information. If you haven't gotten a definitive answer, you're not getting a yeah. definitive answer. Like City, consider you see him develop at, at guard. I think yeah. that'll give them some options. Um, you know, is Mafi going to get back in there, or is that kind of ship has sailed? Hey, Marine, where's questions. the food? Huh? No, you guys got, is, you know, you guys have been patronizing this, this place for, for what, 20 straight years. I was thinking about trying a different place today, know, though. Oh, yeah? Maybe that was the problem. Oh, Did we go like to a, a different place? Huh? You'd think uh. you guys would be like VIP status. They yeah. would every yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, Ron's in Orlando on the call, on the phone. What's up, Ron? Uh, hey, guys. How y'all doing? Okay. Hey, Ron. Uh, hey, um... So I was watching. I was watching the podcast, obviously, and uh, I just got like magnified on something you guys were saying no. that I just wanted to get off my chest and just kind of talk about. Um, you know, I have family who still lives in Massachusetts and in the New England area, and I swear, so much of the Brady took less money thing is the funniest thing in the world to me. It's like every single time someone makes any kind of money, it's. They're never going to win a championship. And I just had to, like, come on here and just bring it up because I just think it's so so silly, just so silly. <laughs> like one of the tenets of a good football team is the quarterback must take less. No, I don't think yeah. he must. Thanks, I just think he did. Yeah. And I think he set a ceiling within the locker room. No one's going to make more than Brady, and Brady's not, you know, holding out for every last right. dime. And, oh, by and the I way, do think that was part of their success. Yeah. In the early part of the dynasty, when it mattered, because the, the salary cap, like, I, I didn't always think the salary cap was meaningless. That's only, like, a more of a 2010 and on kind of thing. Once the, the numbers got so big and so easily manipulated. But back then, Fred, Fred and I were lockstep. Like, you have to worry about how you're structuring your contracts because – you can't pay everybody. Yeah, yeah, and I, I was just going to add to your point with like, oh, by the way, you're going to compete for a Super Bowl every year. Like, you're at worst probably just going to be in the conference championship game, and that helped you and, get guys. And you, Absolutely, you can guarantee it. You know? Yeah, it helped get you got guys to stay, and right. it helped attract guys. Yep, older for, veterans for, that were for looking less. for the ring, like those wide receivers that just, oh man, what's it like to play with Brady? Like that yeah. guy throws a nice ball. You know? Yeah, some yeah. of them worked, yeah, some come. of them didn't. But you know, I, I think that the fact that they had so much success and had a program program. Uh, yeah. established. Uh, Jack and Inaba says, in the climactic chariot race of the epic movie Ben-Hur, oh, yeah. how does the hero win the race? Ben-Hur wins the chariot race because he's driving the finest team of Arabian horses in the world. The lesson <laughs> is that to win the race, you must have the horses. The Patriots simply do not have the horses to win the race in the NFL. From this point on, all the Patriots' energy should be focused on acquiring the horses needed to compete. My, yeah. dad, my dad had the record to Ben Hur, and I just remember that. Dun, 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 dun. You know when they're rowing the boat? And oh, you yeah. guys don't. No, I don't think. I, well, <laughs> I don't, I, no, that's that's, well, that's Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I don't think I ever saw Ben Hur. No, I, I mean, oh, I you know, never saw Ben Hur. I know. Of what, it. what are you even oh. doing on Easter every year? That's what they Quite put a on movie. Uh, avoiding that and the Ten Commandments. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
quite a moment. <laughs> Do you ever see them on TV? They they, they go on for like oh, the talk was... about epics. Oh yeah, like they were like four hours. Oh yeah, I, ben, right? Yeah, it was like six records. I think. My How's your had. first round pick now, Belichick? <laughs> Uh, let's go to Boston Cream. What's up, Boston Cream? Hey, guys. Question for you. Is this the biggest must-lose game in Patriots history <laughs> since 1992? <laughs> Paul, week three gave us Drew Bledsoe. Let me know. Okay. Thanks I, for the call. I, I will say, I if you guys aren't keep following Boston Cream on Twitter, oh, it the, is so funny. What did he say? He's hilarious. Is this so the funny. biggest must-lose must game since, since week 1992? Three. I mean, it's it, we're, we're going to be talking about this game, I feel like, in April when we're doing those draft shows. And, like, oh, here we are. I picked number three because the Giants are at number two because we couldn't figure out a way to lose to them. I, I think it's possible. I mean, literally shooting our show on Monday, I picked the Giants to win. So. How did you feel about this, Freddie? Can you bring yourself to that or no? I can. I'm not going to shed any tears if we lose. But I think you but, go out to win. Yeah. But you're you're hoping to win the game as yeah. like you know yeah. doing the blog and doing all. This I'd stuff. love to see the team play well and win the game, you know. See some flashes from some guys. Yeah. I just, I mean, we, we I mean, we're not going to get into it yet, but it's just like the Giants played okay last week. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the Patriots. We don't even know who's starting a quarterback yep. for the right. Patriots. Well, the Patriots right now. played like, okay against Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we're going <laughs> to use like the one time theory, oh, is that yeah. like no, like six three weeks ago? ago. So it's recency bias, <laughs> it's maybe, but like I haven't seen you know. Based on where these two teams are right now, I don't know how you can. I mean, it's a huge leap of faith to pick the Patriots when you don't know who's going to be this quarterback. You haven't seen them score a touchdown in two weeks or three weeks now. I'm like scared that Mac is. If it is Mac, he's going to be too busy looking at Dexter Lawrence and Kayvon Thibodeau coming after him. Like, uh, if I Mac, just, I can't. If, if they put Mac back out there, I just, I don't. I mean, I think you it says more about Bailey Zappi than than Mac. Yeah. Like. How bad did Billy Zappi have to be in practice this week to not right. earn just an opportunity uh, for a looky yeah. loo? I, I, yeah. Get a little popular in Bill's ocular. Not a, not a big Hardy. Is that say. your key Pratt's to Hardy. the game? No, a little <laughs> popular in Bill's ocular. What's Hardy? It's a Hardy ocular. Hardyism. Oh. He comes in with a uh, for what, preseason what is it, like games. things to watch. Things to watch. Popular in your ocular. Seventeen different ways to say it. Yeah. What are they all? <laughs> One more annoying than the next. <laughs> this is true. At this point, I think I just want to see learn more about the people that we haven't really seen that much of. So Keishawn Booty and Taquan Thornton, I don't know (sighs) what you're waiting on, but like we'd love to see them the rest of the season. Play them. Why not? I just love to see them throw Thornton out there every snap and just see if if you can get anything out of him. Until he snaps. (laughs) (laughs) In a good way or a bad way? I I don't even know. Like (laughs) This is so different than anything he ever did <laughs> this, for 20 years. This I don't even know who Fred he is anymore. Fred hasn't eaten his who lunch wins? yet. I know. I'm hangry. Fred, Fred hasn't oh. eaten his lunch yet. All right, uh, Alex in Burlington, I'm with you all that Jared, Jared, Gerard Mayo is the head coach next year. That said, I'm not sure who will be the offensive coordinator. I agree with Evan that changing the OC and head coach and going for a full rebuild may be too risky to start, so McDaniels could step in as a safe option. But when, what intrigues me is that if Mayo is the head coach, I think he'll bring back actual titles to the coaching staff and name a defensive coordinator. I would love to see DeMarcus Covington in that role. Nothing against Steve, but I feel like he's more suited studying and cooking up a game plan well, it's than, not going to be Steve Belichick. than being a leader. However, I remember Mayo saying Dante Hightower would be a phenomenal coach. What are your thoughts if Hightower joined the coaching staff down the road? Yeah, sure. You have to pay no, his dues. You're not going to bring him in I have no idea about a guy who's not a coach, but if if Bill coaches somewhere, he's going to have his kids with him, right? 
I, th- I, I would now, think, if Bill doesn't coach, then maybe think. Steve Belichick is the defensive yeah, coordinator. Right? I would think, but I think it's also a complicated thing if Bill were to go to another team. And, you know, like I said, last show, those guys got young families. They've only grown up around here. Like, they pretty much just know New England. Well, but that is the it's life, major. though. I mean, no, if you I know. want to be a, a coach, you know right? you're going to have to well, move then around. They've, and they've had a, you know, a charm life as far Correct. as, like, they've walked right into it. They've, they've you know. Fred, thank God your food's here. Things oh, get complicated. Yeah. <laughs> Fred was really worried about Paul getting Love his food. <laughs> Okay, uh, food is here, Paul. You can't eat mine today. <laughs> All right? All right, we'll be right back after we eat. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS, only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details iPhone 15 Pro on Verizon. This holiday trade in any iPhone in any condition for the new iPhone 15 Pro with titanium, Apple TV 4K, and six months of Apple One. All on us with unlimited ultimate. Go to your local Verizon store now. Six months of Apple One, then $10 per month. $999.99 device payment or full retail purchase with new smartphone line on unlimited ultimate plan required. Less $1,000 trade-in slash promo credit applied over 36 months. Promo credit ends if eligibility requirements are no longer met. 0% APR. Apple TV 4K and Apple One offers require eligible phone purchase with activation on unlimited ultimate. Additional terms and conditions apply. Visit Verizon.com for details. What's up, everybody? Bill Belichick spoke with the media this morning. Let's have a listen to what he had to say. All right, morning. Everybody recover from the bye weekend? Um, yeah, it's good. Uh, you know, good opportunity for uh, you know for everybody to um, you know take a deep breath here. Um, excited to get back out on the field, get ready to go here. You know, have a good have a good week at Raiders of the Giants. Um, you know, it's a good. Uh, um, you know, good look at the Giants. You know, we saw them in their first game last year um, in preseason, and now we're you know kind of two years in, and you, know, you can see the stamp that uh, you know Coach Dable's put on the team and uh, in all three areas: you know, offense, defense, special teams. So, um, you know, definitely have a you know good group of quality players. You know, some guys you really got to that are tough to deal with. Um, you know, certainly Lawrence on defense you know, is one of the top. Top guys we'll see. Thibodeau, um, you know, safeties are McKinney and Pinnock are playing well. Um, you know, the aggressive play style that they have, uh, you know, offensively, obviously Barkley, you know, is a major force, uh, go-to guy for him. Um, you know, pretty good group of skill players, and and um, you know, do a couple unusual things in the punting game. Um, they'll have to deal with in terms of formations, um, a little different than what we normally see. But um, you know, good, good, solid group. You know, overall, um, I think the way they played against Washington is kind of the way that they are successful playing. Good defense, turn the ball over. Um, you know, hit a few key plays offensively. Uh, you know, wheel route to to Barkley. Um, you know, slate and short yardage play action pass. Um, you know, Brian's a really good play caller. Does a good job keeping us off balance. We saw that certainly in multiple games against them in Buffalo. Um, so we'll have to really, you know, do a good job there with um, just being disciplined and, you know, following following our rules and, you know, being ready for kind of the unexpected from anything from no huddle to, you know, gadget plays to, you know, just their normal conventional um, game planning. Um, they're a good game planning team, both on offense and defense. So. Get started on them today, and um, yeah, be ready to roll. Have a good week. Bill, has a decision been made on the starting quarterback for this weekend? 
know, I've told all the players the same thing. Be ready to go. So hopefully they will be. Have you made a decision on the side of quarterback regardless yeah, of what you I've said? I've told to everybody to be ready to go. Yeah, but there's a difference. <clears throat> what you tell them when they're not making a decision? Let you know on Sunday. Bill O'Brien said yesterday that Will Greer uh, got some reps with the first team offense. Uh, was that the first time that that's happened this season? And how do you work in those opportunities? Um, well, last week we had an opportunity to kind of give the guys that didn't play as much um, more opportunity to run more of our stuff and less stuff off cards and scout team things. So that was you know pretty much true for everybody across the board. You know, we just ran. We didn't work on any. Scouting plays, we just ran our plays, so everybody got to run what we ran. So, you know, um, you know, we had some guys that were out there, some guys weren't out there. You know, wasn't a, a lot of the guys that played, have played a lot, didn't practice as much. I told every player to be ready to play. So, see how things go. From there. So whoever does start a quarterback on Sunday, wouldn't it be more advantageous to have them take the bulk of the starting reps to prepare for the Giants? I want everybody to be prepared. How much of a challenge will that be when you have you know, three, maybe four possible guys? It's everybody's job to do the best they can to be prepared. And we'll play a game on Thursday where there'll be even less time than we have now. So. <clears throat> thought to uh, having a few different players play quarterback on Sunday, the kind of thing where you might sort of mix guys in depending on, on the situations? Yeah, I've told all the players to be ready to go. So. Would it impact how you guys need to base, you know, just not knowing who's going to be playing? Yeah, I think whoever we put in there will be able to do what we ask them to do. Otherwise, we wouldn't ask them to do it. Everybody needs to be ready to go, Tom. So that's where we are for today. Today's Tuesday. Go out there, be prepared, be ready to take advantage of their opportunities, and we'll go to Wednesday. But it's like Friday. You want people apprised of the decisions? One day at a time. Today's Tuesday. So is it a competition this week, Bill? Like, like I, started I told everybody to be ready to go. But will your decision, whenever that happens, will, basically, will be based on this week? It'll be based on what I think is best for the team. And I've told everybody to be ready to go. Hopefully they will. You guys still working without Adrian Clem? Yes. Uh, yesterday, there are enough reps in quarter in practice for the quarterbacks to have to compete for the starting job. Do you agree with that? Uh, look, at the quarterback position, you could run 
four times as many plays as we run and probably still not have as many reps as they want to have. So all quarterbacks take and go all day. They can take a lot of snaps and they want to. Going back to Tom and all the other quarterbacks we've had, they'll take as many snaps as we can run. I guess from a coaching perspective, you know, to see a large enough sample in practice, if you were picking between multiple options, could you afford those yeah. quarterbacks enough reps to make Look, the Everybody system? needs to be ready to go. So what happened in the Dallas game, you know, Jones went out, DeVito came in. That could happen on the first play of the game. Could happen on the middle of the game. Like, everybody needs to be ready to go. That's our job right now. It's a pair of the teams per play on Sunday. That's all of them. Not one of them, not two of them, but all the guys and then the guys who are active then when they get a chance to play then hopefully they'll play well and we'll coach well uh, well so he came in in the you know in the Dallas game um, you know when Jones got hurt so I don't know what was that in the middle of the second quarter or something like that um, you know made some good decisions made some big plays for him um, you know, a little bit of a lack of experience but he seems to be pretty you know, football savvy, street smart. He's made some key plays on third down in the right area. And, you know, done a pretty good job taking care of the ball. I don't know. We started practicing him last week. So he is eligible. So it goes. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes... Oh, no. Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. And now, great moments in... History. Uh, Spee writes in, um, he says, Dolphins are horrible creatures. The male bottlenecks engage in multi-day gang rapes and brutally kill baby porpoises and even commit infanticide against their own young. Everyone who opposes such behavior should be rooting for the Patriots this Sunday. Well, I don't oppose that behavior. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I love I love this one. That's we get good. we get this really? one every year. I never knew any of it. I never knew any of it. I never knew any of it until until I listened to dolphins. Until I listened to make them change their name like dicks. we did to yeah. like Washington. I always thought dolphins were like these gentle oh, creatures oh. who used to like they can be very vicious. They steer like got, humans out of danger when she got this like but <laughs> what did you just say? My biology the teacher in sixth grade was went sexually on assaulted swimming with dolphins and was sexually assaulted by a dolphin. Wow. Yeah, dolphins True story. Are bad. Jess Omo, call in if you're listening. <laughs> they, okay. uh, so, wow. you know, like wow. when you get like the cans of soda or, or, or beer for Paul, you know, you have like the. the the circles, right? I'm sorry, I just had to. <laughs> you know, like the, the, the plastic, right? Like that they. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like, you know, oh, you're rings. supposed They're to cut, the cut them up yeah. so for yep. the yeah. for the. And so I'm gonna leave them closed now. So they. <laughs> so so one time die, I started dolphin, cutting them up and uh, the and Jess was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Oh, like for the dolphins." She was like, "Screw the dolphins! Like they're terrible oh, animals." Man. And I had no idea. I, uh, no, my uh, the PF. I almost called it PFW in progress. PU listeners. All right, I gotta remember this. Illustrated that for me. Twelve twenty. My wife. Huge dolphin fan has a has not dolphins dolphin has a dolphin tattoo. Did dolphin research in college? She's uh, very dolphiny, uh, and so I'm gonna have really her tune into this and, and give friend. her dolphin uh, okay. opinion. That's another great moment from. All right, <clears throat> welcome back to Patriots Unfiltered. Eight five five past five hundred is the East ticket hotline. Web radio at patriots.com is the email address. 
And while we were away at break, somebody came back. Tom Brady? Oh. Evan has returned from practice. Evan has returned from practice. Yeah, Evan has returned from practice. What was the mood? Who wasn't there? What did he see? All right, Evan, the floor is yours. The Patriots are back at practice post bye week with perfect attendance. Yes. Perfect attendance. <laughs> that was the most snarky, sarcastic <laughs> yes I've ever heard. Uh, so that means that Trent Brown was back at practice, and uh, as was Ty Montgomery back at practice. Uh, we did have a brief window into uh, positional drills, mm-hmm. brief window that we can discuss. And there were some things that we saw. I don't think I would necessarily glean much from it. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that I definitively know who's starting on Sunday now. But, uh, but if you had to guess. Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi were alternating reps in the positional drills that we saw. Like, not series, but, like, one play, one play. Goes. No. So, okay. it was – so they did change it up a little bit. It was, like, at first, the first round, it was two throws for Mac, two throws for Zappi. Then it was like four throws for Mac, three throws for Zappy. Then, you know, so they kept on playing with the number of reps, but I, I would say that Did they feel like they were running the same plays? <clears throat> they were so they were just running routes. Okay. There was it wasn't a full play. I gotcha. And I would say that the the slight lean would have been to Mac Jones. Slight lean. He I think he maybe throw one or two more throws and he was leading off the you know, he was the first guy up. Yeah. Uh but I would if I had just to be frank with it, I would say that it was alternating. And they're really I, – I wouldn't necessarily say that there was any definitive favorite well, based off yeah. of that. Now they know everyone's watching. Yeah, so yeah. obviously who knows what's going to happen when the media is gone. We did yeah. get kicked out for a short period of time, which they've been doing more this year. That's not new for this week. That's been happening a little bit more. So that I would assume would have been – during when they had the celebration as the starting quarterback, it was like the Lion King, yeah, right? <laughs> Probably more Hold like a, a walkthrough situation <laughs> where, or that, or where where the <laughs> right. the court the starting quarterback was probably taking the first team rep right. in the walkthrough. They didn't want to see that, but I, I think I thought it was interesting. Not I w- again, I wouldn't pick a side in terms of what I I saw in terms of Mac and Bailey Zappi, but it was a two horse race. Like this, there was no Will Greer, there was no Malik, Malik Cunningham. Cunningham. No. It was two guys taking reps and making throws, and it was Zappy, and it was two Mac. Guys. Just two guys making reps, making throws, trying to win a football game. It's fun. Anybody have any thoughts? Is it? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. I don't either. No. no. I, one thought I did have, though, is just I feel like Mac had always really kind of had to compete for his job a lot until last year. And these last two years, he really hasn't had that. And I just I wonder if that's part of not getting the most out of Mac, like when Evan Evan's earlier point of you know nurturing a quarterback, trying to do the best, like you know might might have some competition brought brought more out of him. Like last year, it was kind of like Brian Hoyer, and they drafted Zappy. Nobody thought he was gonna you know really have any competition for that spot. But I don't know, just a thought I had. Okay. Um, pads? No pads. 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 They were oh. in pads on Tuesday. Oh, and I would also say so. It was a little cold out. And not, you know, we're already panicked enough about the team in the offense. <laughs> the amount of drop passes that I saw <laughs> just throwing routes against air was was kind of alarming. Like, to the point where Valdez Scant was like, catch the ball, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, you know, Kayshawn Booty had one just like, like you know, like 
like this. Like he just did Taekwondo Thornton like oven mitts, just like up like this, dropped it. Yeah, it was oh, from both bad. quarterbacks. Yeah, for, for both quarterbacks, okay. uh, there it's not doing well for. Just let them play. There was got, there <laughs> yeah. had to have been like three or four drops in like a ten throw sequence, and I I was I you do not see that very no. often on an NFL field that guys are no, dropping I, passes I, I like that. that. I, I have a question. What, uh, how do you think the offensive line is going to shake out now that uh, Trent's back? Riley Reef is is you know potentially going to be activated. You've been playing on when you at right tackle. You've had some success there, um, but you're getting some depth back now, and you have Connor McDermott too, who um, you know really was probably going to be the starting right tackle maybe before he got hurt in Green Bay. So you got some choices to make now. I feel like. Do you guys feel like they they might mix up that? Is Cole Strange potentially like? Do you think maybe Riley Reef moves inside and takes Cole Strange's job? I, was, uh, I mean, this is probably impossible but was McDermott moving around because I had been told uh, that he was not looking good after the Germany game yeah oh. so he did get uh, he tweaked his knee I talked to him briefly in the locker room uh, during the bye week day last week and he said that he acknowledged that he tweaked his knee but he's it seemed like he, he was he was fine yeah. um, but to to your point Mike like Riley Reef when he played it was against the Saints right it was like 25 snaps but it was probably some of the best guard play that they've had all season long so do you the, put him in for so or do you put him in for strange i, mean, I would put him in for strange but you all know how i feel about I'm, cole strange I'm, so I think i'm team evan too i just i mean it's the same stuff with him you know yeah do you feel with the weather in the low 40s that the media was dressed appropriately grousing yes and no yeah. some people came out you know Tough guys, not gonna name names, but you know, Tank top. no yeah. fun. No shirt yeah. on. Yeah. No one's gonna at you. Like, now. You might as well go for six. Wait, ben Bowen. Wait, so <laughs> no, Ben no. Bowen wouldn't be at practice. Like this? coming out in quarter zips, yeah. and then like they they kicked us out for that initial little period that they didn't want us there, and and then uh, oh we get to go back, and like you could see like oh I thought I was only coming out here for like <laughs> three. <laughs> yeah. <Her rump. laughs> so this brings up a great question because I literally when I got back, so for the buy I went home and it's like seventy degrees got back here and it's freezing and i'm like is it too soon to pull out the parka and i didn't want to be judged so i brought a lighter no. jacket it was 19 degrees last yeah. night you got no, a parka. It's not too so it's not too soon but, but i would say yesterday and today was yeah. not too uh okay. too warm but to it's wear one any of those kind things that you it, it, if yeah. you pull it out too soon you can't there's no adding right like that's like the final <laughs> frontier like if you <laughs> right, so right. new england experience <laughs> right, right there. i reached for it and i was like no. if you pull out the, the goose now then like yeah. there's no you can't get anything warmer than that i so just broke i just broke out the first jacket like literally this this weekend i'm still on the vest i'm still rocking the vest i don't want to believe no, that's that, a that's a big vest now that's just puffy yeah. very poofy down but, and then i also, down. But I also could fit two and a half men in there you're just walking from your car to the office like you really don't it's gore-tex <laughs> No, that's, that's you're you're okay, Tamara. I say the same thing to my poor wife who got dragged here from California. It's just do what you got to do. Nobody like don't be a hero. Like just get warm. Like you don't have to walk around flexing with no shirt on. Yeah. Like, it doesn't oh, bother me. No, I'm not one of like those. Like David Andrews in <laughs> oh, Buffalo. Yeah, David, <laughs> no shirt for sure. Yeah. Um, Ed writes in. Uh, Hi guys, uh, California Hi. chapter Patriots fan from Mass. I'm a hockey alumni from Northeastern. Oh, what's the name? Uh, uh, Ed Banda. Uh, since oh. my sister used to date Plunkett at Stanford. Nice. Oh. So maybe just a little bit before your time. Way, way yeah. before my time. <laughs> Make it fun. <laughs> um, so what's your take and on Bo? I was just setting the record straight. <laughs> so what's your take on Bo Nix? I know it's far-fetched, but how about stealing Riley from University of 
uh, oh, I can't say that, and draft Caleb or tra- Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams down. package deal. Yeah, I think is the but with Bo Nix the direction Wait, that was going. With <laughs> a little bit of Bo. What was the Bo Nix in there? Well, there yeah. was some Bo Nix in there. Uh, I missed the Bo Nix. Bo Nix is that. an interesting player because he has some legitimately awful film from Auburn. I was going to say Auburn inclusive. Legitimately awful. Like, not draftable. But then he gets to Oregon, and now he's like a Heisman Trophy favorite. You know, So, which Bo Nix is the real Bo Nix is what oh, you're going so to have to Normally, on the out. surface, I would say, yeah, SEC, Pac-12, big difference. But this year, the Pac-12 is really good. Yeah. yeah. And he's gotten Ironically, better. Ironically, since the Pac-12 is no more uh, after this year. Yeah. He's got a lot of physical tools. He can he can run. He's got a big arm. But the he's not this, like, precision pocket passer that's just going to stand there and make throws all day long. But he's gotten a lot better. But at, at Auburn, he looked like he was Jared Stidham. So, I, it just which one is it? I don't, I don't know. Tough one. Uh, Kyle and Pembroke. Says he has a hypothetical. It's week 18. Patriots are 2-14. and 14. If they lose, they secure the number one overall pick. The Jets are playing for the last wild card spot. However, Belichick has announced that after this season, he's retiring, and the Jets game will be his last ever as a coach. As fans of the team, in this situation, would you rather the team lose to the Jets and secure the number one pick, but have Belichick's last game in uh, – but have – Belichick's last game be a loss, or would you want the Patriots and Belichick to beat the Jets one last time to elim- eliminate them from playoff contention but lose the number one pick? Oof. Lose the game. Oof. Lose. Lose, lose, lose. Oh. I'm going to shock you and say I'd rather him win. I, me too. Keep the yeah. Jets out of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd rather I hate win. The that's, Jets. So, yeah. that's so wrong. I know. Lose. I know it's I 10 know it's, years of I know prosperity or beating the Jets and winning That, But also, especially if Aaron Rodgers is back. Yeah. But to lose. me, you lose, lose. I would it's need a little. Be a loss anyway, probably. I would need a little more information, just because of is it like one or two? Like win and it's two, lose and it's one. Then I'll, I'll I'd rather win because. What if it's one or three? That's mm-hmm. a big difference. Yeah, I would still lose. lose. No, you would want to yeah. lose no yeah. matter what. Lose no matter what. Lose. Oh, I'd love to also lose now. I hope they lose on Sunday. And, but then <laughs> the question is, what do you do with that first pick? Caleb Williams. Yeah. I don't think he has a question. I don't think we're going to have to wait till April 25th. Right. Um, Just saying. Spee is re- back from uh, open oh, heart surgery, Spee. so Hope he's recouping. Well. Uh, glad you made it. Uh, intellectually, I get rooting for a loss, and in a vacuum, that's truly what I want, but it's really hard to stomach watching and actively rooting for the team to lose while the game is happening. Significant cognitive dissonance. Some people respond to that inner conflict by becoming intense fans of the tank process, maybe, <laughs> maybe tongue-in-cheek, but maybe sincerely. Others focus more energy on doing uh, a blame pie, yelling at each other on social media, etc. I'm more or less just lingering in anticipation of disappointment week in and week out, lacking much faith in the vision going forward, but also wanting to see sparks of hope for the future before glazing over and disassociating when the inevitable gratuitous mistakes happen. How do you guys deal with the inner conflict of simultaneously wanting the Patriots to tank and to win? Maybe it's different working for the team than when you were fans. It is. He makes a good point about when you're watching the game. Oh, I root for them to win. All of a sudden now you want them to win. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I would say that's how I enter the games. And even like when we have locker room 
or press conferences, those press conferences in Germany where you just you see the lighter side of the guys, Bill's likable, and it's like, man, I like these guys, I hate. And then, but when I get into the game, and they start doing the same stupid stuff that they do for the last three years, I get mad. And then I'm like, I don't want to see. I them can win. tell you, Deuce was to the point he was so angry at the Germany game. And I, don't, you know, I don't mean to speak out of school, Mike, but Mike is like <laughs> as on board as you can be. And you were pretty. I, I don't want to say you were rooting against him because you weren't. No, it's just frustrating. But you you, get you upset. were completely like ambivalent by the end of that game. Like this is. Of course, of well, course he threw a pick there, there. There's, like, there's another element, too, of I have to write during the game, and I kind of get all my thoughts in order, and you're like, oh, are you really going to just all of a sudden pull out this crazy upset right. at the end, and I have to change everything? And so that's like, part of the reason. that superficial oh, so you said his last-minute wins. <laughs> like yeah. Spee said, like, is it different when you work for the team? Yeah, yeah, it is, because you, you, a lot of the emotion gets taken out of it because yeah. it's yeah. a job. And yeah. it is. It is a little bit different. But so much I, yeah. of it for me is just that we've been seeing the same mistakes. And I just find that as somebody who watches sports or has played sports, it's frustrating. You know, it's like you look up, up oh, 17-3, here we are again at If they time, went out like, on, on Sunday, I think, and, you know, went, you know, eight plays, 75 yards, touchdown, three and out, eight plays, 75 yards, touchdown, I think people would yep. look at that and say, wow, this is this is really nice. Like, yep. they're playing well. Like this the is, Buffalo game. Right. Yeah, I, and, and, and I think that you can get on board with that. It's funny, like, my my friends, the ones that were sort of advocating for a tackle, um, <laughs> they, they were at that game. You know, they, yeah. they're season ticket holders, and they were like, this is awesome. And one of them in particular said it was really awesome right up until he threw the touchdown pass with 12 seconds left. He goes, it was a thoroughly entertaining game. I loved it. Yeah. The crowd was great the whole game. It was so much fun. But in my mind, I was like, we don't want to win this I, game at the yeah. end. I'm always like, for the three hours that the game is on, and we're usually lucky enough to be at the game, for the three hours that the game is going on, I, I want them to win. Like it just, that's just, I can't help it. Right. right. You just want them to win. But before and after the game, I, right. the, the tank is on baby. Like, yeah. and then when they lose and afterwards, like we're flying back from Germany, I'm like, well, they have the third pick in the draft now. And like, they're pretty good draft. So right, like, right. you know, the, the tank thing kind of right. makes it. Not uh, good. Greg simply says, please start Zappy bench the other guy. Okay. Um, Cameron from Asheville, North Carolina. What would be the point of Mac coming back out as a starter? Evan said a couple weeks ago that if Mac was sent back out, that would be an indication of the team tanking. Is that still the case? I did not say that. I think if I, I did, I didn't mean it. I think I may have said it. Okay, and I kind of believe it. It's a. I mean, it's why I mean, I really, the anything they song do right, right now is, in, in, you know, like it, right. But and, I and think if you're really tanking, wouldn't you put the worst guy in? I mean, yes. I just, you that's know, why that's, I think that. That's why right. I think that's an indication. When you yeah. take your starting quarterback out with less than two minutes left in a one-score game, you're telling everybody you don't think that your starting quarterback has the best chance of scoring. And then you don't play a game in two weeks, and you just roll him back out there. Yeah. The other thing I, about I it wonder is about too, the motive. So I remember a few weeks ago we were talking to Bill O'Brien, and this was, I think, after the Saints game, maybe. And uh, someone asked him, like, would Mac benefit just from sitting just for a few weeks as, like, kind of a mental reset? And O'Brien – and I think Belichick was asked a similar question. They both kind of balked at it and said, like, that doesn't really – it's the NFL. Like, we don't do that. The Falcons just did that. Yeah. The yeah. Falcons sat Desmond Ritter for, what, I think it was two games, started Taylor Heineke. Now they're coming back off their bye week, and Desmond Ritter is the starter again. And they just did it because they felt like they had to hit, hit pause – on Desmond Ritter for a second and kind of reset him a little bit. 
And I, I just wonder that maybe it is only Zappy for this game or Zappy for two games. And eventually you do try to go back to Mac. But I, I maybe there is some truth to that working. I, I could, but just to what end do you go back to Mac? I mean, this is a question I'm, I, I, I'm pondering myself of, you know, why why go back to him? Do you think, I mean, is there any chance that his career is not, is still going to continue on after this year? Oh, do you think? no. Yes. What I'm saying is I, I, I'm not necessarily saying that Mac is done forever. I just don't understand how he can play this week. Yeah, that's sort of where I, what I know, was getting. You benched at, yeah. him three times in ten weeks, including again, in my opinion, unprecedented. Yeah, the two-minute drill of a four-point game. And and did Bill did Bill kind of say something that wasn't a hundred percent true today? <laughs> he, he he said Sorry. something <laughs> about uh, you know you know when when Mac got hurt in Dallas and came out. No, 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 no. no. Uh, he was talking. Yeah, he, he, he talking screwed about that up Tommy too. DeVito, but he was talking about the Giants. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm I was sorry. confused. That that, that game yeah, was I'm actually sorry. the yeah. the game before that. Right. So he got hurt. Daniel Jones got hurt against the Raiders. Right. So these are Dallas. just some of the things that I hear him say now, and I'm just like, is he either getting old and he's just forgetting things, or is he just Might checked be. out? Like, which which one is it? But Might be a little of both. He, he's standing up there and he's like, well. DeVito came in the middle of the Dallas game, and I was like, uh, "DeVito started." The I was Dallas like, "No, game. he didn't. He started the Dallas." And game. he said it twice, so yeah. he didn't misspeak. He said Dallas twice. These things are the one things that make me I, wonder. I got like, confused. Where yeah. where is his head at? See, I'm like, confused. You're, you're with Bill. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're Jamie, not as confused as Bill. Is. Jamie from Connecticut. With all this talk of uh, taking a quarterback third or fourth in the draft, I'd take May. By the way, I understand you should want the higher pick at this point, but I'm still hoping for the team to win every game. I was wondering, what are your thoughts if, by some miracle, Max the star- starting quarterback going forward, the offense clicks for the last seven games, and they win six of them? While I do know they haven't shown that they can do that, uh, but what if that does happen? What would you want to do with Belichick and Mac for next year? I'll defer. <laughs> Just keep them and run it back. I think to to Mike's point though, keep going seven and ten. Is there a chance that like Mac has a career after this? And Uh, yes, I I think think there is. And I I think Geno Smith and and a little bit Baker Mayfield with Tampa Bay like are kind of proving that are are those guys ever going to be Super Bowl winning quarterbacks? No, but they can. They're keeping the seat warm for the time being in their Mm -hmm. spots. And I, I I just wonder for Mac if if that sort of thing could if he gets put into the right situation where he has dk metcalf and tyler lockett and jsn and he's got all these playmakers around him and he he's just playing football i i, I think that that could happen and maybe that's why you don't want to completely lose him yeah is if that does i mean do you feel like there's any chance it's here I mean, no. in any capacity, no. even no. If, it, if he were to be the veteran backup for a while, something like that. I don't, I don't think he would love being the backup. I think it would be very uncomfortable. Yeah. So I feel like he would do like what Evan just said. If he go be, and goes and be's like a game controller, like how he describes Purdy, and just has the right pieces around I him. Do, I do great. not like Purdy. <laughs> I, I pile on Purdy. He really, he really doesn't like Purdy. Uh, Jeff no. in Canada. Easiest I, job in the league. I have a bye week game for you. With corny category names, it's called Ranking the GM Blunders. Oh. It's going to be tough, but which of these is worse for each category? All right. The first category, tight ends with loose ends. Jonu Smith or Mike Kosicki, which was worse? Uh, Jonu, because I think we were sold as, as the contract him being worse. a big piece. Kosicki was a one-year one okay. flyer. I think Jonu at least could block, but Mike um, Evan makes a good point about the contract. Yeah. You paid him real money. Way too wide receivers. Harry or Thornton? Biggest blunder. Mm. Harry. Nikhil Harry. 
timing of it is way yeah, worse. Yeah, it's a first rounder, but they're still both re- reaches. Yeah, that's a that's a dead heat to me. But yeah, okay. I think the, I think the, the first round is so much the, reper- the repercussions of, of of Harry were worse. Yeah. yeah, you too old and slow, Sanu or Juju? Oh boy, I would say oh. Juju is worse. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, Sanu was a desperation mid-season trade that they had. Sanu. Uh, Sanu? Yeah, I I think that that one had the right intentions of adding a piece at that deadline, but it just didn't work out, whereas Juju They were relying on Juju. Yeah. They weren't relying on Sanu to resurrect the team. Ones ones that got away, Myers or Tooney? Tooney. I say Tooney. Yeah. I would say Myers, but Tooney's a better player. To me, the... How they treat, how they handled Tooney, was a domino effect for this offensive line, and we're still dealing with it. Shaq Mason too is playing out of his mind for Houston. Um, first round, O, out of line. Uh, Cole Strange or Isaiah Wynn? Oh boy, Cole Strange. Strange. Isaiah Wynn had better. Isaiah Wynn was far more productive. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, the QB palindrome problem: Cam or Mac? I can. I mean, I think Mac was, you know, you got him about where he was supposed to go. He was, you needed a quarterback. Like, you know, Cam, I think in retrospect, we probably would have done Paul's thing. Like, just see what happens with we'll Stidham yeah. and Mac was 15th pick of the draft. Right. Yeah. yeah that's, yeah. You're hoping that you're, okay, here we go. It's like Red Auerbach when they got Larry Bird made a couple of these moves and we're right back in there. Uh, and finally, that's secondary. That's basketball. Who? Secondary. That's, basketball. that's hoops. Secondary round thoughts. Razai Dowling. Juwan Williams, Duke Dawson, Cyrus Jones, Tavon oh, Wilson, or Jordan Richards? Who was worse out of all of those yeah. guys? Cyrus, one big ball of suck. Well, that, yeah, those were. Duke Dawson never played a snap for you. Yeah, yeah that was bad. All those other guys, yeah. I think, at least played for you. Not well. Jordan no. Richards, might, out of He's all their man. reaches, might be their biggest all-time reach. So that oh, one, yeah. just as a draft, and Nick, he came back. What me. in like 2019? Wasn't he back? He came back for a little bit. Do you remember that? Yeah, oh, I remember him in the Eagles Super Bowl trying to cover. He Zachary. looked like he had shoulder pads underneath his shoulders. <laughs> he had not, the biggest shoulders, and ever. not in a good way. <laughs> uh, good news, you all win because there are no wrong answers. They're all blunders, uh, stack blunders. That's some good. might call them. It's hard to, it's hard to really split the hairs on some of those ones that are just really bad misses. Uh, Stefan from Trinidad and Tobago. Isn't Marvin Harrison Jr. exactly what we need? I've heard it said that Max struggles are mostly due to lack of talent in the wide res- receiver position. Yeah. And protection, though. And Mac. And a lack of yeah. running game. And a lack of talent. And changing coordinators. <laughs> and a lack of tools. And in the not a good quarterback. Uh-huh. And the defense not being able to shut everybody out. Yeah. And the special teams. And three coordinators in three years. <laughs> I already said <laughs> that. <Okay>. Joe Judge. <laughs> um, we'll Todd's in North week. Carolina. What's up, Todd? Hey, guys. How you doing? All right. I just want to say that Mr. Kirsch and Mr. Paul did a good job. I listened to Paul on the uh, Six Rings podcast, and damn, he still has got Andy's number, so it's pretty good. Pretty good to hear. My did you question guys get into you guys it with is, him? Uh, no, no, I don't. Do you I don't think that? you think that Bill Belichick might be expected to do more with less because of his contract? He said he's the highest paid coach anywhere. Is there an expectation like, look, we're going to get what you can, and you got to make it work? I think there might that- be a little of that. Yeah, I do. I was wondering. Yep, I think I think okay. that yep that Thanks, could guys. be that could be true. You know, <laughs> I, I'm paying you. You guys have to fill me in. <laughs> <this>. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I 
if that's the, I understand the line of thinking, but if that's the way that they that's the truth, then that is not a very good way of, of well, operating. Well, you're focused on players. But what if it's also extends to coaches? Like you can't bring in high price coaches. Yeah, I just in general, or, I just I think that that totally ignores the fact that the most important thing is the players on the field and winning. Yeah, yeah. Right. Sure. Shouldn't that be the goal? Yeah. Um, finally, last one. We got to go. Um, Tra- Trent writes in: Does the Cowboys' induction of Jimmy Johnson into their Ring of Honor mean anything? to the Bill to Dallas rumors. Bill and Jimmy are good friends, and maybe smoothing that relationship over was the first step in luring Bill to Texas. <laughs> Probably not, but I love the thought. Huh. That, that's, I love the tie-in. That's a Boston sports radio. Why did it take thought. so long? Was there bad blood between there them? There was. The way they <laughs> oh, yeah. Between Jimmy, John, J- Jimmy oh, Johnson did, well, and Jerry. Jerry didn't like still? it because Jimmy was getting the credit. Right, but like... 30 years ago like is that that was have still, you met that jerry jones well, i mean like figuratively have no, you? <laughs> i just figured jimmy johnson's been back in the media for so long that usually those things just kind of get he also said out, he also know? said 1923 which was hilarious i used to do that i did hear that <laughs> all right well listen we'll be back tomorrow wednesday uh it's like a thursday right picks tomorrow is so like yeah. a thursday so then what's friday like friday's like a friday yeah friday is so still there's a two friday. fridays this week there's two fridays I'm very confused well oh, by the Oh yeah. No. Yeah. By the way, speaking of confused, Uh-oh. yeah. This in no. Season today's tournament. like a Wednesday, and tomorrow's like a Thursday. Yeah. Correct. There is right. no Thursday this week. They're yeah. not the Thanksgiving. It, yeah. well, Friday's Friday. Oh, so they're not going to practice on Thursday. Uh, no. They might. Well, do they might something. do something, but yeah. okay. No, that makes sense. Um, That's why they were in pads today. This on the in season tournament for the NBA, very yes. confusing, as yes. well as the court in Toronto. I couldn't even tell where the players yeah. were. It was yeah. awful. It's awful. Yeah. And, court, uh, the courts are tough to look at. And, and poor Jalen, poor, poor Jalen Brown, like strained his groin on the damn court. Sick. Thanks for yeah. that. And uh, the format makes zero sense. You are one hundred percent right. I can't explain it to you. It uh, makes no sense whatsoever. All right, uh, <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow at noon. See you then. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts. The world's original.